This is Joe Costello's WFO Radio. Ignition. Covering everything that has wheels, an engine, and a driver. The reason I race is to get the chicks. You know what I mean? <laughs> NASCAR, IndyCar, Formula One, sports cars, and NHRA drag racing. Hey, guys. Just want to let you know, WFO rocks. WFO Radio is total motorsports. It's just so cool. Fasten your seatbelts, fire up the ignition, and drop the hammer. Yeah, let's do it. Now, here's your host, Joe Costello. WFO, what's up, everybody? WFO Radio is back on the air. That's right, Ignition. We are back. The podcast, audio only, except for the Patreons. Patreons get to see a little video as we use the technology to connect and see one another and just be ready to go as we are ready to go with ignition another week. I'm back from NHRA, the first race of 2023. It was a divisional at Orlando Speed World. I've got some fun stories related to that. We'll get into that. Of course, the Bushlight Clash, the Coliseum in LA. We'll talk about that. NASCAR results. First time in 2023, we've got the Super Bowl. Yes, that's right. We're going to talk Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to talk Kansas City Chiefs. We're going to break down the game and the sports collision. We're going to talk other sports. We're going to kick it around a little bit with Giovanni in Miami and the rest of the Patreons. If they uh, assume, assuming they join us, it'll be great. Now, if you're a first time WFO radio listener, which there are always first timers, always first time listeners. This is what I want to, I just want to say to you. I want to say like, this is not the kind of show that you just get it in the first two minutes. There's layers. There's all these layers to it. Cast of characters and stories from the previous week. So we encourage you to just stick with it and try to figure out what's what. And ultimately, you will enjoy the way that we present this thing because it's it's like your weekly show. You got to keep up with what's going on with WFO. What's going on with WFO? Now, I do want to say the WFO Radio Fantasy League Go to driver group game, the trophy that sits in the back of the studio with the names on it, like the Borg Warner trophy. We are trying to populate another league. So go to driver group game. If you played with us last year, join again this year. All you got to do is sign in and change your password, something like that. They are requesting for the first time ever a $5 donation. That's up to you. You do not have to play. You're not obligated. I'm going to do it. I think about this guy. Yahoo closed down. Nobody could play fantasy NASCAR. And this guy codes and he does his own thing and he sets up a site and it's free for like the first four years. And now he's asking for five bucks. To me, I think it's worth it. The fun that we have on the show. But that's up to you guys. It's up to you guys in the air. Uh, you know, honest uh, reporting. They ask, He asked for a $5 donation minimum. Now, what happens? Do you get kicked out? I think you get like uh, three races to to do it or your these kids stop scoring but we'll talk about that later i do want to mention the people who make it possible for me to do this yes we do have sponsors here on wfo radio and i could bury them in the show i could be talking about something interesting and then just whip one out but we choose to not do that we feel like it's honorable to say who the sponsors are and then the people when you need them you'll remember them simple as that like fog it World-class engine protection from a can full of Foggit. That's right, Foggit. What does it mean? It means it's a, it's a thing that you do. It's an action. You should fog it. Fog what? Your high-performance racing engine. You've spent thousands and thousands of dollars to make sure the inside of the cylinders are perfect. 
So you get that ring seal that we're always talking about with total seal on hidden horsepower. You get all that extra horsepower. Of course you do. Well, to protect it at the end of the race day, you need to fog it down, as in spray this inside the engine, and it will protect the inside of the engine, the valves, everything associated, including those cylinder walls. F-O-G-G-I-T dot com. Check them out. Total Seal, the leader in ring seal technology, they are so connected. They're so connected. You get a set of Total Seal rings. They're the best you've ever had. You're going to race your car all day and pull it in the trailer, and then condensation is going to run water down the inside of the cylinders. Not a good thing. Go to TotalSeal.com. we got a new episode of Hidden Horsepower getting ready to drop real soon with Lake Speed and Ben Strader from EFI University. We recorded that earlier in the day, and Ben got me very excited about Factory X. I can't tell you why. TotalSeal.com. Check it out. Give them a call. Make them your first call, not your last call. FTIPerformance.com. Transmissions, torque converters. A lot of this conversation out there at Orlando Speed World. FTI on so many cars. Of course, it makes sense. They're located in DeLand, Florida. But I was going around doing market research, asking people about FTI and the results they've had, and they've had such great results. And I'm super excited. FTIPerformance.com. We are working on uh, getting Paul Lee on the show and talking to Mr. Samuel. And I'll hopefully uh, be rocking some FTI performance transmissions in the old Project Pontiac that we got going on. We'll tell you about the build project update very, very soon. Now, the whole build project, well, we'll tell you about it very, very soon. Simple as that. Phillips Connect, back on board. Phillips hyphen connect for the folks with the smart trailer technology. If you're thinking about running trucks over the road, if you've got a fleet, you need to keep them safe. You need to keep everyone safe. You need to keep them on time. You need to make sure your drivers are safe. You got a wheel bearing heating up. All of a sudden, this thing is a lot lighter. Why is that? Smart trailer technology, it's connected. And you know exactly what's going on with your trailers. Phillips-connect.com. Bernie's Speed Shop. There's going to be a big open house at Bernie's, guys, on Wednesday before the Gator Nationals. I know it's about 50 minutes south of Gainesville Raceway in Orlando, Florida. It's right by Garlitz. Bernie's.com. 100,000 square feet. They've got their inventory. Everybody go check it out on the web. American classic horsepower. But I'm telling you right now, big open house at Bernie's the Wednesday before the Gator Nationals. And what did Josh say? There's going to be music and there's going to be food and there's going to be fireworks and there's going to be fun and it's going to be great. So if you're planning on heading down to the Gator Nationals, if you're spending the week down there between the World Series of Pro Mod and the Gator Nationals, if you're looking for something to do on Wednesday, beginning at 6 p.m., before the Gator Nationals, like 6 to 9, 6 to 10, open house at Bernie's. And I'm going to be there. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to make the 50-minute drive after testing on Wednesday. We're doing WFO from the track, some, some version of it. And then we're going to Bernie's. And it's just going to get better and better. So be, follow, be sure to follow that YouTube channel. But uh, come hang at Bernie's. And wear your WFO gear, by the way. Let's rock it. A little bit later on in the show, I'll tell you about the folks at samtech.edu. I'll tell you about Frank Hawley's drag racing school. And I will tell you about Marvin Rodak and his coffee, his great coffee and grills. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, guys. And also, I'll tell you how to become a Patreon. But let's get to the entertainment. But first, let's get to Giovanni in Miami. There he is. 
What's all right. Sometimes I think that there's, you know, the spots at the beginning of the show, it's like, you know, do people, do people hate it? Do they like it? Do they understand that's the only reason the show exists? You're a person who hates commercials of all kinds, but you understand the necessity, you know, should I put them deeper into the show and like whip them out when people least expect it? Or should I just be straightforward and say, these are the people. And and if people want to receive the information, that's their business. Okay, I think what you're doing right now is great. Mention everybody at the beginning. And then I think subliminally, we have to just like throw the names in there as we're talking. Oh, and don't forget to get your coffee from Rodax. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go get, go get, learn how to do cylinder heads at ftiperformance.com. Well, no, no, not so whisper You're not like supposed that. to stop talking. You just casually. That's you just casually, no, you see, no, I mean, like, kind of like when you're at the movies and the person in the movie drinks a Coke, that's well, the that's product message I'm talking that's about. See, product placement is like, you know, we don't do that. No, here right. Well, so then movie. you mentioned, oh, well, I was going doing some work on the engine and I didn't clean it. I fogged it, you know, fog it. Yeah. Ah, yeah. fog it. Don't just clean it. Fog it. For you audio only people, I'm holding a can to fog it in my hand right now uh super excited let's see i see sue morris is down there as well uh sue who is uh you know as big a part of this show as anybody else in fact when i'm not around geo and sue co-host the show oh guys don't you love when i'm not here so you guys can co-host the show isn't that like a thing that you love oh sue's we, sure muted. we love it geo geo Gets a point. I'm pulling a geo. Oh, you pulled the geo. <laughs> Geo's the one with the, and now it's a contest. Sue versus geo, G versus S, point geo starting this week. Who will forget to unmute their microphone? Geo, well, I guess Sue should get a point. Whoever has the most points is the loser. Is uh -oh. the so Sue has a point. Geo is at zero. Good job. Don't you guys wish that I wasn't here so you guys could host the show together? All the time. All the time, absolutely. Good. We can inspire. We're going to do a lot more of that this year, and the audience is going to love it. They are absolutely going to love it. I just posted for the Patreon, so Patreons are going to start jumping on board as well. Those are the members, the secret society that is WFO Radio. Ignition is on the air, and of course, they are uh, they are jumping on there. So it is great, great news. Do you guys have a great weekend? I know I did, and I'm excited for this big week of everything that's going on because it is super bowl week sue how are you holding up as an eagles fan do you feel confident is it just like a foregone conclusion are you a little nervous what's going on in your mind <laughs> you know i'm trying to keep it all at bay right now just trying to keep it at bay so you know it's uh contain my excitement that way when sunday comes and on the big screen tv i get to watch all the action and the eagles play well, we're gonna do Geo Sports Collision. We're gonna maybe dig up a proper bet or two. Uh, it's gonna be fun. I am excited. The big, uh, oh, nice. the big Super Bowl party is happening somewhere. Geo's giving you the face. People can't see it, but he's giving you the face. Oh, I'm not even looking at him right now. What's he's the face? Giving you the face. He's anti. What are you anti Super Bowl no, for, Geo? Stuff. He he asked me about something, and I gave him the response, and now he's just gonna promise it to the audience anyway. What the prop bets? Yeah, <laughs> sports collision. We're doing a show. We got the sports going on. Of course, we got to talk prop bets. Maybe some commercials. We'll just you know we'll touch over it. People listen to this show all week long. There's somebody listening right now, Geo. It's Friday, and they're like super excited about the Super Bowl. We're way closer. 
<laughs> right? The big story. Yeah, that's, it. About, that's the next one. The big story about Jalen Hurts is broken by now. What's the big story? That's well, we don't story. know. That's the thing. Oh. It's Friday. <laughs> like we don't know what it is right now because we're in Monday. But the person who's listening on Friday, they know what it is. They're shocked. They're shocked. Ah, Joe's starting rumors. That's what it is, Gio. He's starting what rumors already. Back in my satellite right. days, they used to air the show live at 8 to 10 p.m., but then the next day, like 12 noon to 2. And when we learned that, we immediately started talking to both audiences. Both That's audiences. Like, you know, with like we're doing the same show for two different groups of different people at different times. So it, it actually helped learn about the whole space-time continuum that most people don't listen live. They listen after the fact. They listen on the podcast. They listen on their own time. Weeks behind, like Rich and Saugus. Oh, so right. why not? Sometimes why not? I do that too. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah. So the first NHRA race of the year is in the books. We're going to get into that. The Bush Light Clash, Martin Truex Jr. with the big win. We got the Super Bowl. We got a big story that we didn't get to last week because the show is recorded on Monday. But Ferrari to Formula One with Red Bull powertrains, Red Bull Ford. I saw this coming out. And I didn't believe it. In fact, I got tipped off to it. And I said, really? And I didn't believe it. And it is true. So at first, I thought, wow. And then I became really happy. I feel like this is Ferrari's best chance to beat Red Bull. Because they're going to be a Ford? Because Red Bull's, you know, switching, <laughs> switching something. True. I, not, it's not disrespectful to Ford. We're going to talk about it. But... I don't know, man. They've been pretty tough. And when you change something, that opens the door. Like when you got that pitcher that's cruising through, you know, seven or eight innings, and then all of a sudden this, the manager decides to pull him in the eighth. You got a chance. So we'll see. We'll see how it all works out. Caleb is out there in the chat section. We got a bunch of people in the chat section. Uh, Caleb says, I just got my Rodex order today, just in time. All right. Caleb, I don't know if you want to like coffee up right now for the show. I, I don't know. Maybe you do. And what Matt, kind did you get? Yeah, what kind did you get, Caleb? That's good. Matt in Australia, uh, it's Tuesday here. What do you want to know? <laughs> Australia. He was the first to wish me happy birthday last week, by the way, because he's a day ahead. Monica says, uh, Super Bowl AJ school gets the Monday off after the Super Bowl, so he is all uh, excited for the Super Bowl. I, I think that's very smart. Wow. The kids are going to be up. It's going to be one way or another. They're going to be up after midnight. No matter what. And if you win, if the Eagles win, they're going to be up till 2, 3 in the morning. And it's going to be crazy. And they're going to shut down the city. The poles are going to be greased. It's going to be a hot time. The bus stops are going to be very afraid. I saw the people on top of that bus stop and they crushed it down. Yeah. Interesting. It's going to be fun. And then AJ is going to get two long weekends in a row. That's right. President's weekend's the following weekend. Man. Yes. Monica, AJ is just rocking it. That's Damn. it. Ellis. Caleb says he watched the finals Saturday night. How late did the race go in Orlando? Seemed like it was uh, live at 1 a.m. still. No, we were yeah. out of there. I was, was out at 10 o'clock. I think we did, finished around 9.30. Yeah. did I text you? <laughs> did you text me? Midday. I don't recall getting a text from you. I texted you that night about a certain problem. I was like, somebody's looking for what? Oh, yeah, the fuel. You it turns it. out that was misreported, yeah. by the way. He had a yeah. battery issue. Yeah. 
That makes a lot more sense. You know, you figure you should be able to get some fuel. Caleb says, drank it this morning, got the WFO blend and the Haitian blue organic Marvin Rodak coffee. Like that GOC, it just worked into the show. And And that's what I meant, just like that. Yeah, maybe it was a YouTube glitch. That happens. Sometimes people pause and and they end up way into the distant future. So let's start off there with, I think, the most important. Oh, that happens to me on the Roku when I'm watching NHRA TV. Oh, yeah. It's just all of a sudden I'm like, I I don't understand it. Boom, you're half an hour back. Next thing you know, you're an hour and a half back. You're like, wait a minute. You're you're flipping through Twitter. It's like, what do you mean they're about to run? And you're fast forwarding. You're like, oh, no. That happens to my dad every week. He's like, when's the race on? I'm like, we're racing that. And he's like, oh, and I was like, why don't you fast forward? I think with Roku on NHRA.tv is what we're talking about here, people, if you've ever had this issue. Um, I, when I'm watching it, I watch through Apple on my phone or Apple TV, and it's really good. Roku, not bad at, at all. I like Roku. But for some reason, sometimes you log on and you are automatically 30 minutes behind. And I don't really understand why. Or it'll be like, event coming up soon. And if you don't refresh, like if you get there early and you don't refresh, it'll stay like that forever. You've got to like refresh yes, and come in. Absolutely. And if, you know, if it's supposed to start at nine, it should start at nine. Last year, we had a really good year on NHRA.tv. It was not a perfect year, but it was light years better than it had ever been before with uptime. They should have stats on that, but we were like thousands of percent better. I keep this. I keep a track of of that based on the text messages of anger that I get, right? (laughs) Did I get angry text messages? Only once we got like really angry text messages. I think it was Norwalk. And that is uh, a track that is just internet challenged. We're in the middle of nowhere. So NHRA TV, great stuff. Southeastern Division race, I had a great time. D2 brought it. We had a good car count. We had some spectators there. I would have liked to see more spectators there. I don't know what the the methodology is. I don't know how much it is to get in, but you had amazing race cars there. Robert Sellers, 59 Saratoga. It's a six-second car. It carries the wheels two feet in the air for the first 100 feet down the racetrack. It's amazing. People would love to see it run all by itself. He's racing all these other amazing top sportsman cars, top dragster. We saw a five-second run. Les Feist got bounced from the event. He goes out there, 599.7. Thanks, Les. See you later. <laughs> Bye-bye. So, I felt Thanks for coming. For him. I know. It's horrible. He comes walking up to the tower, and I just, like, I didn't even want to talk to him because, like, I got nothing to say. It's just a horrible mistake that is the rule, and that's that. It's the no-go rule, too. It's like, gone. Like, not even a, oops, no, bye. And you have to claim the event, and mm-hmm. you lose, and you finish with zero points. It's a disaster to run 599 in Top Dragster, but I digress. Let's move forward. <laughs> it was a great event. Super Street, John Rollins picks up the win. John Rollins used to race at Moroso Motorsports Park. He, his dad, Chip, his brother, Jason. A couple of years ago, his son Alden had one Super Street in the same car, and John goes out there and gets it done. Small tire, little Nova. And it makes me it makes me think, like, oh, my gosh. I might be able to get out here and do this. Then again, that car was really, really good. Top sportsman, it was Robert Sellers picking up the win. And, yeah, that's right, 59 Plymouth Saratoga. Car is 
out of control. It looks like something out of the wild bunch days. Really, really interesting. Junior dragster. It was William Kraft, 13 and up. 10 to 12. It was Briella Brown picking up the win. And six to nine. Young man named Luke picked up the win. I didn't write down Luke's last name. Sorry, Luke. They're not booing. They're saying Luke. <laughs> Wes Leopold won in competition eliminator. Wes got through David Eaton. And Wes got through Jim Hardy, Phil Hardy, excuse me, to pick up his first comp win. I talked to his crew guys, and I was like, what? First win? Wes, he's out here a lot. First win in comp. He had run the car in super stock, and, but now it's a comp car. First win. Let's leave some possibility for that to be inaccurate, but that's what the crew guy said. Wes wasn't around. Sherman Adcock, day before his birthday, wins in super gas. Congratulations, Sherman. Ran he missed his birthday. How'd you miss his birthday, Joe? Because of Michelle Adcock. It's her fault. Oh, I'm blaming it on you. <laughs> no, well, blame her. Because <laughs> and she, if she's listening, you know, we're we're friends and we you know, she was texting me and she was home. She wasn't at the race. And we had this great text chain going on. And then when he won, she's like, Oh my God, I'm so happy. And I was texting back and forth. And we texted at least at least four times. And in any one of those, she could have been like, Hey, tomorrow's his birthday. But no, she did not. She did not. We hear you breathing a little bit, Sue. Move your mic down just a tad. There you go. Just a little bit. Not a lot. Just a little. You know, there you go. Should I have said that more tactfully? I think just straight at it is the way to do it. Clint Riley won a top dragster. Kid was was real positive the whole weekend. He used the tech card to write like a long dissertation about his crew and mock them a little bit. It was funny. Doug Foley, whose dad just announced his crew chief in schedule. Glenn Huzzer going to be the crew chief for Doug Foley Sr. Junior, two-seat. Two-seater. What do they call him? Two-seater? Two-seater. Two-seater. Doug Foley goes out there and wins over Frank Aragona. Uh, no, excuse me. Frank Altilio. I got Altilio. my Frank. Altilio, yes. Frank Altilio II. Frank Aragona on my mind because he is still uh, battling health situations. And uh, in Stock Eliminator, it was Jeff Longany. Jeff goes out there and gets it done in the final round over Jim Roberts. Jim Roberts' red light start. But that clutch car was really kicking it. It was great stuff. Superstock Kevin Helms was the winner. You know, he's a four-time world champ. So when Kevin Helms wins, it's not a shock. Yeah, but it was a shock to see him out there. I mean, all of a sudden, it, I'm like, Kevin Helms, get out. Look at that. We had, we had star power. I did not get to connect with Kevin. I, I went down a couple of times. Warren Evans was there to help spell me as the announcer. And every time I would get halfway down the pit area, I would start to get panicky. I had no wheels. You know what I mean? I had no golf cart. I had no scooter. I was, I had left foot, right foot. So I would walk and I would talk and I would get too far away and I would start thinking, man, I need to go back. And so there were a lot of racers that I never got to see or speak with. I got to find some sort of at track transportation, like some sort of something that I can fit in a backpack and carry with me. You need like the little scooter that Lewis Hamilton uses when he's at the F1 races. Right. That's what you right. need. Lewis can get me a scooter. Something. But you need the electric one, not the. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you want push power. You want the, the electric one. You want a little extra power with yours. So. You know it. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Caleb says, speaking of NHRA.TV, my Apple app is broken and has been since November. And I have gotten no tech support. Yeah. 
Caleb, I'm hoping that that gets fixed here at the start of 2023. What happened last year with the Apple app was when the new iOS dropped, everybody that updated to the new iOS, it wasn't backwards compatible. And so that's when your app broke. And that's why this guy didn't update his iOS until after the season was over. It's unfortunate because a lot of people just updated their iOS and it wasn't backwards compatible. And it was like the last two weeks of the season. And so they didn't uh, go through a lot of, uh, like they couldn't fix it that rapidly. I am hopeful that here at the start of the season, we will have that fixed. And now that you've mentioned it, Caleb, and put it back on the front, front, front burner, I will inquire. But I can do that. I can inquire. Monica says she loves NHRA TV. I put a ticket in on the website at NHRA.com weeks and weeks ago. Yeah, winter break, off season. We're getting started. First race, March. I feel like they'll have it figured out by then. Yeah, Bobby Graham says a foldable e-bike. That's kind of what I need, a foldable e-bike. I need to be able to go further, faster. That's all I know. Further, faster. Simple as that. Kept it what do you mean I kept this to myself? I, I told a lot of people about this, Bobby Graham. This, this was discussed. I have no clue if I updated anything on my Apple phone, but it works for NHRA.TV Clueless here. Yeah, you did pretty well in the Fantasy League Clueless last year, Monica. Speaking of the Fantasy League, everybody got to get in. This is it. It's time. Fantasy League time. And I am super excited that we're going to get going again. Not this weekend. The following weekend is the Daytona 500. I am uh, I'm like, I had a great time watching the Bush light clash. I enjoyed it greatly. I know that because of social media, we get to see every single person's opinion that you would never know what they thought about anything. And so some people were negative about certain aspects of it, but generally it's a made for TV super production. I thought the track looked better, like they learned from last year how to make the track better by pushing some seats back. I wish there were more people there, honestly, but I thought it was a it was a good race. It wasn't the best race in the world, but that's not really what it is. It's an all-star event where everybody's beating and banging and bumping and there's cautions and there's contact and all of that. And so I enjoyed it. I loved having NASCAR back. I loved having racing back and sitting on the, you know, I got back from Orlando, sat down, started watching racing, flipping it on and off throughout the day. And Martin Truex Jr. had one of the quickest cars all day long, and he won the race. Truex wins, Austin Dillon second, Kyle Busch third. Gia, do we have a cut? No. No? We, okay. So just a reminder that when drivers win races, they we, we get the cut, and then you say, and I play the cut, in the future. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you're reminding me in the middle of when the cut would be done, you know? Well, I figure it would be Properly, just... you know, if you told me some crap last night or this morning, I might have remembered, you know? But this I is the first week. We this just... isn't even a real race, you know? We would just fall into Exhibitionist our normal... race. Winner's routine. Our normal yeah, well, winner's routine. I mean, you know, we're, we're not in the winner's right routine yet, man. We're not in the routine yet. We're okay. just in the warm-up, well, just in the warm-up boat, you know? Well, the this good is, news is... This is, this is the LCQ. <laughs> exactly, the last chance qualifier. 
Good news is that we have had this. And so for the Daytona 500, we'll be good to go. There'll be all kinds of media coverage. I don't even know if they posted it, to be fair, Giovanni. Like, I don't even know. But maybe they did or maybe they oh, did. Well, but there you are, you know, just yapping away. Well, I went to it. I went to the cut. Maybe you would have said, yeah, I got it. It's in there. Here it is. Here it comes. You know, are you feeling the tire I... tracks over your back? I mean, just saying. No, I don't care. No, not the even. The audience loves that stuff, No, not guys. even they a little bit. It. I'm 50 now. That means I don't give a crap about anything. I That's my new attitude. That's you right. This is the first ignition show since Gio is 50. I've reached a new attitude. That's it. I've reached old age where that's it. I don't care about anything. You can't tell me anything anymore. Wow. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. All right. Like that's wonderful. Sorry, don't before. care. I hit like old man. Don't care. Before. Did you yeah, care? Well, now, now I have a reason. You didn't care before. You don't care now. now. Now I have a valid excuse. Now I've hit old age. You know, this is going to be, this is where the, the two trend lines break apart. Because Gio is willfully embracing elderliness and, you know, going right into it. And I'm not. I am going in the opposite direction. So it's going to be very fun on the show to see, like, the difference. Like, Gio is, that's it, man. Ready for death. That's it. Look, I'm not even putting gel in my hair so that you can see the white stripes on the sides of my head. Just like Polly Walnuts. It looks good, man. There are people because yeah, like when that. I put the gel in, it like the hair looks darker and it all looks the same color. But now, if I leave it like this, cut haircut, boom, all white. There you go. Now I do shave because my poor, you know, my whole life I tried to grow a beard and a goatee and all that, and I've never been able to grow a lot of facial hair. But now that I can, it's all white with a few specks of black, and so you know that gives away. I'll look like Santa Claus real quick. So, but what do you care? You I shave. I shave. You don't care. This is when you really embrace it. Is but I don't. I've it. never liked the facial hair. Like after a couple of days, it starts itching my neck drastically, and so that's why I, you know, you know, I'm a big against those big terrorist beards that the baseball players have and all that. Don't you want to look like Ernest Hemingway? Yeah. Uh, no, not at all. Nope. That looks oh. itchy and uncomfortable as hell, man. So I'm with you on that. I'm anti beard. Everybody knows this for a long time, anti-beard. I mean, if you have one of those like Don Crockett type five o'clock shadow beards or, or you know, the a beard is okay. It's the those Don long Johnson beards that are. Or Sonny Crockett. Yeah, oh, so Sonny, said Don you Crockett. mean Sonny Crockett. You're mixing your metaphors a little bit. Monica says Gio's embracing 50. Caleb says embracing the elderliness. Brutal. That way, it just is. It just is. Oh, look who's joining. He's back. His contract dispute has oh. been settled. Troy in Oregon is here. That we, your, we got the your people, people, your people got with my people, and uh, here we are. He's you back. Inked, I heard the facts made it just before nice. the deadline, too. Yeah, that's right. Close, got it all worked out. That's good. Welcome back, Troy. I'm looking, we got a full house of Patreons down there. Uh, Pickle Rick and Randy. Randy, have we mentioned Randy before? Is Randy new? Welcome, Randy. Megan is there, she's got her Eagles gear on, I'm sure. Everybody is super excited. Everyone is super excited, but I like the race. I thought Truex was good. It, it's not the, it's not a purist kind of deal. So many cars on a short track, but I like seeing Ryan Priest up there in the mix. I felt like he was going around the high side. It was looking good, but uh, Truex wins. Austin Dillon second, Kyle Busch third, Alex Bowman fourth, Kyle Larson fifth, Tyler Riddick sixth, Ryan Priest seventh. It's a bummer that he fall, fell that far back. Ross Chastain eighth, Denny Hamlin ninth, and Lord Byron rounding out the top 10. Bubba Wallace was looking good for a while and got spun out and got very annoyed. You could see he was sitting in the car at the end. He was pretty aggravated. It's good he that was, there was some... He was sulking a little bit, just saying. That, well... Know, it wasn't a good look for him. 
they kept referencing oh. on the broadcast. Just, like, oh. I'm just saying. I well, I agree with you. I well, I remember where he's at. The last where we last left off at the very end of the season, he had a bad moment that was not a good look that got him suspended for a race, and. It's the first race of the year, and you got Clint you mean Boyer. You want to try to beat up on that little kid, Kyle Larson? Yes. 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 That was yeah. the one. Was there another one that maybe I no, I just wanted to make sure because Tony referenced it too on the broadcast. Oh, did he? Good. Tony did great on the broadcast. Well, when they were talking about Kyle Larson, uh, he said that that Kyle was uh, was better than him because that uh, he wouldn't uh, that he was able to, to to not get into a fight when somebody came and started pushing him and trying to to beat on him and you know he was saying that there's he wouldn't have been able to be that cool. I agree with Tony on that one. That would have been that was uh, that was a tough one there. But the bottom line is it's the first race of the year. It's in the LA Coliseum. It's barely a legitimate race in any way it's just a show for tv of course you want to win it and definitely you're annoyed when you get bumped out of there but i don't think it's sulk worthy no no it First was race. it was bumping and bagging it was that. tough racing i mean i enjoyed on. that race i yeah. thought it was great the whole the whole heat races leading up to it that was all fun and exciting too the fact that they're you know they were done in 15 minutes that's what I really like, like the speed of everything, even the even the feature. It went by quick. Even yeah, I think the, the halftime show was longer than the race. <laughs> Not quite. Wiz Khalifa halftime show. Dude, NASCAR was going after the, the alternative audience with uh, Cypress Hill, Wiz Khalifa. Where'd you uh, see Cypress Hill? Before the show. See, I missed Cypress Hill. That's very annoying to yeah, me. Dude, the, the coverage came on like at 4 o'clock, and I just put it on there, and I left it running in the background. So we have reported Cypress on the show. Hill was on earlier. And yeah, I, they were on in the pre-race. Ah, yeah, I could probably did. find the broadcast. Uh, I love Cypress Hill. So I would have enjoyed that. I'm not really knowledgeable about Wiz Khalifa. This was my first, like, Wiz Khalifa show, and I enjoyed it. I know some others did not. Well, he has his own line of medicine at the shop, at the at, oh, the, really? at the pharmacy. Okay. Just like Cypress Hill. Yes. Too. Okay. It's good to know. Yeah. But I thought it was a good show. Uh, Gwen Stefani on the broadcast. Apparently, she's great friends with Clint Boyer. She's spinning a yarn about, all I know is it started with, Clint was wasted and he's like whoa whoa whoa, whoa. I'm working we're at my you're work. not supposed to mention that we're working here at my work you should not be talking like that i thought it was very cute they've got some sort of relationship going on which was fun and what what happened to gwen stefani's face man i mean you know if i'm out of line someone let me know man but she was a very pretty girl i don't know what she did to herself now it's all like stuff you know she looks like a caricature of herself now I don't know. What do you mean? Am I the only one that noticed that? Did anybody else notice that? Extreme makeup, plastic surgery. I don't know. Yeah, obviously it's surgery, man. Surgery, man. That's what the celebs do, man. You know, that's how they keep it fresh. Otherwise, people get used to your face. It's got to change up. You got to mix it up a little bit. next thing you know, you're Meg Ryan. Ha, look that up. Put her side by side in Top Gun and now. Yeah, that was pretty messed up. That's a little rough. Yeah. Poor Meg. A little rough. That was like a, a crush, childhood crush, Meg Ryan. Oh, my God. She was amazing when Harry met Sally and she's a couple of them and she was super cute. And yeah. And you mentioned Top Gun. Top Gun was great. 
But all in all, it was a good, good race, good TV show. That's it. It was a great TV show. It was the NASCAR TV show. And at this time of the year, before oh, Jimmy was started, in the booth when the when the clash first started, that was pretty cool. Yeah. They, talking about him, he's going to run a little couple of races. He's an owner now. He's like, oh, that's Jimmy one of my cars. NASCAR. He didn't even realize. Yeah. Like, oh, that's one of my cars. Uh-oh. Spinning out. <laughs> And then, of course, we, we saw that uh, Chastain Hamlin is continuing for 23. So. Yes. <laughs> of all of the people to get together, Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin again. There it was. He's like, oh, that didn't take long. Was it's the first 11? day of school. <laughs> it's the first day of school, and those two get into it again. Sue, are you borrowing Bobby Graham's air card over there? Yeah, Sue's internet is challenged for the very first time ever. You know what? I think it's my new camera. I may have to switch. Yeah. Brand new camera. You're going to have yeah. to turn down the resolution. It's a, yeah. Well, it's just that you could see that the internet is not uh, not good. It's not good Too much for bandwidth. Oh, well. So what's up, Troy? Where were you last week? You did not report. Um, I think I was doing some race car stuff, if I remember. And things have been real busy um, for me professionally. So um, Yeah, didn't you get like some sort of big promotion that you've been waiting for your entire life? I did. I did. Um, yeah, so I managed. I, gotta tell you, I, I really don't. Uh, invasive weeds. Uh, and and threatening endangered species. So I manage um, all the program in Oregon that manages all of our threatened and endangered species in the state, as well as all of our state listed uh, noxious weeds, invasive species. What's a noxious weed? Um, oh, you guys have lots of them down there. So non-native species that um, that invade the nat your natural spaces, they invade agricultural lands, um, and they, they can cause a lot of damage because they uh, take over habitat for native species. They Oh, we got people like that coming ashore every day. They yeah, they decrease uh, productivity in agricultural lands and things like that. Um, some of them can be toxic. You know, out here we have quite a few that are toxic. Um, it's a it's a big deal, and, and in Florida, it's a huge deal. Um, you, it, it might be outside of your circle, but it's a it's a big deal down there too. <laughs> no, it's not outside yeah. of our circle. We, yeah, we know we have tons. Uh, all kidding aside, we have all kinds of invasive invasive species of animals and uh, you know uh, wildlife and uh, plants life also. And especially down here because all the idiots buy these exotic animals and they think they're so cool. Pythons. And then as soon as they get too big, they just chuck them out the out in the Everglades. Pythons. And so we what have all show? these iguanas and the pythons and all these animals that have no natural predators. And the iguanas and so too. Yeah, the iguana so problem when the iguanas are falling from the trees when it's cold. Those are all invasive species that are the down curly here. Curly-tailed lizards. Yep. Yeah. So I only do plants. Um, I used to be the chair of the Oregon Invasive Species Council here that um, handles all taxa, plants and animals and, and you know, uh, mollusks and anything fish any birds all that kind of stuff but i i'm i'm just plants now i only do plants well that's fine plants are cool and but really yeah. that none of this matters other than we're very happy that you got your dream job and you got this big promotion and you're super excited uh the specifics of it while i am interested and i think it is great uh it it whatever you are doing that makes you happy and you just got a big promotion man that is great great news congratulations Thanks so much. And you I also worked on the car, right? I saw that you posted yeah. some things. You were working on the car. 
Um, yeah, so I've been messing around. Um, I've been messing around with my car a little bit, messing around with some of the dirt cars a little bit um, with some friends of mine. And uh, I got chassis certification day coming up in a few weeks. So trying to get the motor and transmission stuff back in there so I can pull it on and off the trailer and, and uh, get ready for test and tune a couple weeks after that. So That's great. That's great. My friend raced his first super street race in the NHRA in like 20 years. Uh, Sue looks like you're back pretty well. The switch uh, cameras. Yeah. Dave, uh, that, that, that helped a little bit. Dave uh, was helpful to, uh, to him a little bit with slowing down the throttle stop, but in, and it was a great experience, but come eliminations, he and his, how they get together first, right? It was just really an unfortunate situation. I'm not going to, you know, call out anyone. It, it was the circumstance because Jason, Jason Bader, who was a good guy, he won Super Street at Charlotte last year in the spring. I remember. He's got uh, a little boy, not a little boy. He's in 13 above junior dragster, and he just switched from like 12 to the 13 year old junior dragster category, which runs last. Last. And Super Street runs first. And so he pulled his car, the Chevelle, up into the lanes right behind the junior dragster and parked it off to the side and was doing the stuff with the kid. And then as soon as the kid goes down the track, practically last, he went and got the car and pulled into the lanes and he was next to Corey. And they were like, oh, and they had to run each other. And whatever the odds were, it, you know, still long odds that they'd have to run each other, but it worked out and they had to run each other. So Jason won, Corey lost. A still a great weekend of experience for everybody involved like going through the process and figuring out the ratios and looking at graphs and charts and checking out how the race pack data was and looking at how the you know it, it calmed down on the throttle stop and Corey's car runs 1090s at 152 pretty much so he's he's in good shape and he, he had a great time uh everybody had a great time until they obviously had to race each other um Great event, all said and done, and it was just good seeing everybody. Pickle Rick says, iguanas probably swam in, but not those pythons. No, they say that the iguanas were also pets. I mean, maybe some others swam in, but that they were mostly pets. Like, those weird species are, are people who had pets, and then they just threw them outside. It's a it's one of the biggest causes of, you know, people like goldfish, too. Goldfish are non-native, and people, they get sick of their... And classrooms, a lot of schools, they have their little class pet, and then... the you know, it's over and the teacher goes and dumps the dumps the goldfish or whatever it is in the local pond or the local river. And then um, they go they go bonkers. Crazy. Well, apparently someone yeah. did a study down here. We've got pir piranha in some yeah. of our lakes, like, uh, you know, like call it a lake and a neighborhood. They, we have a lot of lakes because people dig up, uh, dig out lakes to create fill for housing projects. Right. I think that happens everywhere. And so then it's like, you know, Pines Lakes and whatever lakes, except they're not right. really. Lakes. You know that that happens actually inadvertently. What happens is that when they start digging, the water comes up and, oh, OK, well, here we go. Lake over here. Well, <laughs> like both, FIU, both. That's the reason FIU is so full of lakes, because when they have to dig to build those high, uh, the, the big buildings, they kept popping up water. Well, if we so dig five feet down room. right where we are right now, you could hit water like everywhere. It's that's that's the thing. But lakes, you know, they do dig a, a hole. They intend for it to be a lake. It's not like an accidental lake. Well, At least not the a lot I'm of those about. that you are actual accidental, just so you know. But piranha in there. So that's not, uh, you know, not good. Not good. that show we were watching, Giovanni, when we were off doing Ride of the Resistance with the barefoot guy walking through the wilderness grabbing uh, pythons? 
fighting these pythons. Oh my goodness. Yes. What was that? That was crazy. Those people like, were living off the grid. That was here in South Florida that they were I'm chasing the, the pythons. Python yeah. hunters, man. It's like they get $300 a snake and they're oh. out there. And this guy is like hunting them down and he's bare feet walking through the Everglades, waiting yeah. for a snake. He stumbles upon not just one, but two. They're mating. Two pythons are mating. He's by himself. He's got no shoes on. And so what do you do? We grab one with each hand by the neck. Oh, this guy's freaking unreal. It was it the really craziest was. crap I've ever seen. It was. He went out. He attacked them. I'm like, he, you know, like I would run him the other way if I'm me. And he attacked them and he jumped on them and he got them both. And he had them both by the back of the neck. Giant pythons. And they're all slithering around him trying to choke him to death. And he's like, this one's a $50 bill. And this one's a $50 bill. It's like Storage Wars meets Python Hunter. Did he say crikey before he grabbed them? Yeah, right. He might have. <laughs> he might have. I watched, uh, I tuned in a little bit on the YouTube, Joe. Listen, listen, watch the race and listen uh, listened to you in the booth. Looked like some good action. Uh, a lot of cool cars. And it was fun to fun to hear some burnouts, hear some people up on the chip again. It's been too long. It really has. And that race is such a great race. The first of the year, it's got first of the year status. Last year, they didn't run it first of the year. And it was like, everybody was angry about that. This year, they ran it first of the year. And it just, it's great. Everybody comes down. They're all part of it. You see everybody. It was a good crowd. We had a lot of cars. Um, I saw time. people from New York. And like you said, people, some New Englanders and yep. people. Swamp yeah. people. D D1 Swamp was, people. D1 I found was in the house. <laughs> And what do you think about the new colors of the track, right? That's a new color scheme this year, right? I don't think so. No, no green has no, been that green. green, is, green that, world that's... has been green since Ozzy yeah. bought. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It, it was it was good. Um, first, Gio is going to tell us the guy's name from Swamp People. Hold on. Here we go. Let's see, oh. let's see what are the different people. There's Troy. Troy. There was Bruce and Bill. I think it was Bruce. Let's see which is the guy Bill. I'm thinking about, though. The guy was Dusty. Dusty. I think that's the guy that had no shoes oh on. Gosh, there's swamp people around. And those the two girls, remember Pickle Wheat and Tess? <laughs> I mean, just their freaking names, man. <laughs> I could go out and pick up ten snakes in a day. That's three thousand dollars a pop. Swamp people is the one it was, dude. Oh, Monica. Yeah, knows. good man. Monica knows the loggers that would go and dig, get the get the uh, the trees that were like sunk in the sunk in the water, you know, and they'd. They'd haul them out. It was yeah. uh, it was one of them shows, like Swamp People, but it was like Swamp Loggers or something. And some dude and his kid would go out and winch up old cypress trees and stuff. It's good stuff. Crazy shows. Crazy it's shows. Swamp Here, People Serpent Invasion is the one that it is. There I is. guess there's different forms of Swamp People. <laughs> it was it was like must-see TV. These but I remember, yeah, this was when we were at Disney. <laughs> we were fighting these pythons. It's also dear to me now. Can't you just shoot it? Why can't you just shoot it with a shotgun? Why do you have to catch it alive? What's that? What are they doing with it alive? What's going on? It's crazy. Bobby because Graham you can't make belts and shoes out of them, man. Boots, if you shoot no. them, man, you're going to ruin the skin. Yeah, I am thinking I'm not on air. No, you're on the <laughs> Yeah, air. you are. I'm last to know everything. What's up, Bobby Graham? Good evening, Al. Good evening. Good evening. The story of the Division Two race, in my opinion was the first uh, first race of this year where everybody is aware of the no blocker rule in stock and super stock. And there were a lot of terrible reaction times. And I was trying to figure it out. Like, why is everybody so crappy? 
And Warren Evans was like, you think it could be the blocker? And I was like, oh, cha-ching, that's what it is, the blocker rule. And now, you know, people, they can't, they're not allowed to hold up blockers anymore. They're not allowed to use a flip-down blocker. And uh, if you have been racing for the past 15, 20 years with a blocker, and now you can't use it anymore, there's going to be an adjustment period, I'm sure. I'm going to be in a meeting with Justin Lamb tomorrow. Maybe maybe Dave will be on there too. We'll see. But um, uh, I can't yeah, wait. I think he might. I can't wait to talk to to Justin about, I'm sure he was paying attention because he's a big um, anti-blocker, really outspoken anti-blocker kind of guy. And so, and he predicted, he took last week, he was like, you, what, you wait and see. There's going to be 150s all night uh, early in the season. So it'll be interesting to hear what he has to say about it. Well, it's, it's, he's anti-blocker. He doesn't use a blocker. Well, yeah, because he thinks it, and, and I tend to agree with him. It takes away from what the class is all about, you know, um, turns it into so, a pro-tree class. It turns it into a pro-tree class. Um, when you and, have a My take is this. When people first started doing that, I, I agree with that. I agree that it is a crutch. It's a crutch that people have figured out to make themselves able to better handle a difficult situation. And it has been normalized over the years and, and allowed to kind of run rampant. I personally think that they should have knocked the thing out of it uh, immediately, right? Like you look at the tree and you figure out how to cut a light. You come up with a contraption that's in front of you and you're blocking apart, you're staring. That is probably not within the spirit of the whole situation. But they had let it run for ever and so now a lot of these guys have been running for a long time they're so used to it it's really hard for them we're going to see if they can adapt i talked to a lot of people and they nobody said i'm quitting i did not get one person that said i'm quitting this i can't do it but what they did say is we're going to find out if i can do it and i'm 70 years old you know a lot of those stock super stock guys are 60 70 they're up there the old dog new tricks kind of thing and and one of them told me flat out we're going to find out if you can teach an old dog new tricks because I'm an old dog and I'm going to try to find another way to get good again, but I don't know how to do it like this. And so that's where we are. So I think we're going to be. And meanwhile, Justin Lamb, who is already great. <laughs> the cream will rise to the top for, you know, it's going to be interesting. And I think, uh, I think Peter Biondo is going to sell a lot of Terminator buttons with adjustable shims over the next, uh, <laughs> over the next few months. Yeah, they they probably all got him anyway. But yeah, Peter says he will be back at some point in 2023. And he'll be coming on WFO, I'm certain of it, right? I saw that. What, about the big announcement about Strange Engineering? Peter comes on every once in a while. We've had Peter on in the past. About the All-Star Race. About the All-Star Race. The biggest event in bracket racing history. That's right. Gotta have him. What's the day for that? It's in this summer in Columbus. You got a lot of time, but it's the high- summer flight. And you're giving me anxiety already. Like, okay. train is, has begun, though. That's right. Yeah. You're going to be hearing about all year. No, and you, that new Twitter handle, Troy. How's the new Twitter handle going? Uh, it's slow to build. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm acting like I got a million followers out there who just can't wait for my next post. Um, and right now, about the only news is when a new team gets announced for the All-Star Race. So, it's been pretty. Uh, it's been pretty fling all star centric at the moment. But um, uh, that that young fella over at Drag Race Central 
has been quite a sport in uh, sharing out the posts and, 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 you know, doing what he can to help me get the word out. So I appreciate that. Bill Pratt from drag list has been sharing, uh, sharing some of the posts and helping get things out there. So, uh, you know, we'll see it. Twitter's not probably the space for bracket racers. You know, I bet, I bet many of the bracket racers, if you ask them which social media they don't have, that'd be the one, but, um, you know, we'll see. And I like it, so I don't care. That's it. Um, you, you just give push it, it time, out Troy. I, yeah, push it out I'd there. Look, you just started. And besides, things are just gearing up. It'll come around. Trust That's me. That's right. You're going to be the industry leader, man. You're going to be That's the right. guy. The I, don't know about that. I mean, drag camp and, and uh, bang shift and all them folks do a, do a great job. So you'll, be a, you'll be a good augment. compliment to them. Trust me. Yeah. You'll be one of the media handles that is worth following. Simple as that. Simple as that. So last week after we got off the air, the big Ford to formula one announcement happened and I didn't believe it. I, I was I, I I got a tip that it was going down and I didn't believe it. And it's just as simple as that. Like, get out of here. Like Ford, it's gonna it wasn't that long ago that Jack Roush said close the garage. And you know, they ultimately did and they got out of there and they sold out. But now Ford is coming back with Red Bull powertrains, and they're gonna be back for 2026 with a new 2026 power unit. And I think it's great. I, I, I'm having trouble accepting it as reality, but it is it's great news that Ford sees such value in Formula One. But what they have said is that the reason is because of the 100% sustainable fuels. And so it got me thinking about what are the deal? What are the deal with the 2026 rules? So I found an article from FormulaOne.com in case people don't know what they are, we're going to go through what they are. Uh, what is it? Uh, seven things you need to know about the 2026 F1 regulations. This is from last year, but we linked through and they're now more relevant. Number one, no new fossil carbon will be burned. The new Formula One power units will run on fully sustainable fuels thanks to intense research and testing from Formula One and partner Aramco. This means no new fossil carbon will be burned with carbon instead to be derived from non-food sources, genuine municipal waste, or even out of the atmosphere. That's kind of interesting, right? Like uh, Mr. Fusion in Back to the Future 2. Municipal waste to be burned as fuel. That's kind of cool. Two, three times the electrical power. The current 1.6 liter V6 turbocharged internal combustion engine will evolve to include a far more powerful electrical component, the MGU-K or kinetic motor generator unit will almost triple the amount of electrical power produced by the current hybrid components. That's kind of interesting. More braking energy that otherwise would be wasted will be collected. And as a result, the aim is more for the MGU-K to produce around 350 kilowatts in 2026, a massive increase on the 120 kilowatts of energy deployed by the MGU-K uh, as we are. So there you go. That's kind of interesting. Three. How Ford, though, but how Ford is it going to be? Like, it ain't some Cosworth engine. I mean, what, and I know they're partnering with Red Bull to, you know, build these engines, but 
Is it really Ford? It's Ford's engineers. I think that's safe to say. You know what I mean, though? Like, Yeah, I, I got you. But I think it's Ford's engineers. You saw Christian Horner. There's a great uh, announcement. Christian Horner says, like, we're excited to work with your people. So I think that, first of all, Red Bull Powertrains is already off and running, and they got the rules. And so what does it mean? Right. Good question. Is it a branding exercise for Ford? Are they going to take technology from Red Bull Powertrains and put it in their car? I'm sure it's all of the above. But then it's not going to be made in Lansing, if that's what you're wondering. It's not your little sister's Pinto engine. I know, but it's. I feel like it's like a like an LS-swapped Fox body. <laughs> well, they're going to be... They're going to be held responsible if it stinks. Put it that way. Like if they go out there and lay an egg, Ford's going to get blamed. With Red Bull, it was quickly apparent that what they were looking for in a partner is something we could bring. And what we're looking for in a partner is something they could bring. While that started, I'd say the latter half of 2022, it went very quickly in the sense that we knew it was the right partnership from the very beginning. We had more discussions to get into detail, but we were able to announce it today. But to us, it's very important to come into the sport at the right time in the right way with the right partner. We believe that we're doing that on both counts. That's uh, Ford who said that. And they go on to talk about they were already plans underway. We have to be building the powertrains here with the dinos, the house of power team, the power units, still uh, the plan, uh, the cornerstone of the power unit program. Everything is on the table in terms of resources from Ford Motor Company to contribute to this, where it's going to add value and benefit. The initial areas that have been identified where we're working are certainly in the battery cell technology and in the electric motor itself, the controls and software. I certainly expect that we will have employees located full-time in Milton Keynes, but not yet. At this point, the new power units will be badged as Red Bull Ford. And uh, Rushbrook said it was key for the American firm to really be a part of the development process. 100%. We needed to have that. We don't just go racing as a marketing exercise anywhere, and especially in Formula One. Nonetheless, the marketing dividend could be huge for the Blue Oval, especially considering the sports growth in the U.S., where this year there will be three Grand Prix, Las Vegas, Austin, and, of course, Miami. The U.S. growth certainly helps. As we've said, it was a combination of technology and opportunity to two-way transfer. It was the opportunity for marketing and the connection with diverse fans globally. But, yes, the specific growth in the United States certainly contributed to that but it wasn't the only reason for Ford's return. And it is great to see more races in the United States and three very different races in three different parts of the country. I was at Coda last year and it was fantastic. I hadn't uh, been there for races. It was a fantastic atmosphere and a feel and the number of fans and the passion of those fans were very important to us at Ford. And so there it is. That's coming from F1.com. Let's get back to the other things. Uh, you know, better safety. Okay, no, a thousand horsepower plus with less fuel used. And with that higher proportion of electric power, less fuel will flow through the engines and less fuel will be used overall, but the power units will still provide over 1,000 horsepower and they could even be louder too. In 2013, 160 kilograms of fuel was used in a race. In 2020, it stood at 100 kilograms in a race. And in 2026, F1 is aiming for each car to use just 70 kilograms of fuel during a race. Huh, interesting. Moreover, F1 is shifting from controlling the fuel flow through a maximum mass flow rate to a maximum energy flow rate. What does that mean? Better safety. 
with the MGU-K set to be enclosed within the chassis next to the battery and its control electronics, all the real high-voltage equipment will now be contained within a safety cell, making for a safer car. Five, lower cost and continued innovation. An engine-specific cost gap plus banning of expensive manufacturer materials and systems such as uh, the MGU-H plus the use of standardized components will help bring down the cost. Dino hours will be constrained, but creativity won't. Engineers will continue to be able to innovate around the electrical systems to power their teams to uh, to wins and championships and develop more sustainable future in the process. Constructors will remain limited to using three power units per car per season. Six, a tougher challenge for the drivers. With the removal of the complexities, such as the MGU-H turbo lag, might return, and that could make the cars harder to control on the exit of the corner. It could also provide uh, more of a challenge for the drivers and strategists, too. Oh, great. Poor Ferrari. More entertainment when they run into each other. Exactly. As they will need to decide when the drivers should sit back and when they should attack using the power unit's electrical potential. And seven, more environmentally responsible. F1 is committed to keeping more materials above ground as it targets environmental responsibility. Recycling options will be mandated for batteries, while at the end of an MGU-K's life, materials such as cobalt will be recycled. With new power units, the future of Formula One will be just as fast and as exciting as ever, but more sustainable and relevant, uh, re relevant and responsible than ever before. So there you go. That ties it all together. Why did Ford get involved? Because of the new sustainability rules. And what are the rules? We just heard what the rules are. And uh, I believe we discussed a little bit, but now it is back on the front page. Go Ford. Good for them. Let's see. Matt says, getting in before Caddy and Andretti USA racing battle. And Sue says, spot on Matt. Think so? Of course. Come on. Add to the battle. They're all, all getting in. Last thing I Becoming read. Becoming fashionable. Um, Caddy and Andretti is a long shot. So we'll see if that even happens. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. Like, what is the incentive for everybody else to let them have a big slice of the pie? And I think what's fascinating, like going on, not just with F1, but in motorsports in general, we, we keep hearing all this stuff in the news about, you know, combustion is dead and this and that. And then, you know, every we got states outlawing combustion cars, yet we've got these companies investing huge amounts of money in a new engine at Chevy. We've got Ford and supposedly Caddy trying to jump in. It, it doesn't, none of it makes any sense to me. If, I would agree with that. Well, I know, think I mean, there's so no one technology that is the right technology. I know you guys listen to Hidden Horsepower, and we've got some people on there that combustible hydrogen is their pick mm -hmm. because of its uh, how plentiful it is. And you still have an engine, it still spins, it still creates torque and power, and it's combustible hydrogen. And, you know, they say, oh, everybody thinks about the Hindenburg, but that wasn't exactly right. The things that burned on the Hindenburg were the cloth that, that held it all in there. Um, there's no one right technology. For I don't know why there's not more interest in those. In the hydrogen, I think there is. I think that there is. I think that it's coming online. The there's been interest in so many things. The, the remember the Geo Metro? Yes. You know, 55 miles to the gallon, 30, 40 years ago, if. I bet there's tons of interest in hydrogen. I bet there's proof of concept motors that could technically be rolled out 
next week. But if the oil companies don't have a piece of the pie, they're not, it's not coming to market. But they, they do though. I, I, you know, I hear Exxon has really gone in deep and that's why, you know, sustainable fuel, biofuel, what are we trying to accomplish is really what it is. Like, do I live in a city? Then I'm probably going to have an electric vehicle. That's probably what's up. If I live in an urban center, I'm probably going to have an electric uh, little bounce around. Uh, am I going long distances? I'm probably going to have some sort of uh, gasoline engine or diesel engine that it's going to tell me along. Do I have to carry and tug and pull a lot of weight? Right. I'm sorry. I don't see over the road trucks that are electric going like hundreds and hundreds of miles. Maybe, but I don't see it. Not for a while. Um, and we're still a, a free market. Like people are still going to choose and people are going to want to have ident like California with banning the internal combustion engine. Maybe in state too. They're such a bunch. They're, they're all such dummies. I want to see what happens when they do that. Yeah, I don't it, think, I think that's messaging. Maybe they won't allow new ones, uh, but I think that they, they might they have, have to have a choice that, that they're going to pull all that back. It's the biggest bunch of nonsense. It's never going to, it's so ridiculous. But at the same time, I want, I would like, since we're talking about this stuff, I think sustainability and recyclability and trying to protect the environment and trying to keep the earth's air clean and all of that stuff. I think that's good, uh, good, good, something good to think about. It's positive to think about that, but what is the best way to actually accomplish it? I think is still what's up for debate. And you know, really the Prius is what's to blame for all of this because up until the Prius, all these electric cars were really undesirable. And I recall hydrogen, fuel cell hydrogen was what everybody was working towards. And I remember reading General Motors viewed hybrid and battery as a bridge technology, something temporary, right? Because of all the negatives that everybody talk about, like you got to go mine what's in the battery. Like where's the lithium? Like all that stuff. It's you're still digging in the earth to get stuff. Whereas hydrogen is just able to be made. It's all everywhere. And the byproduct is water. We need that too. And so they were all working on hydrogen, hydrogen, hydrogen. And then the Prius hit. And it was like, oh, the Prius. And everybody started talking about the Prius. And that caused everybody to kind of change their gear. And then, of course, Tesla has accelerated that with cult of Tesla. And everybody loves Tesla. And yeah, they are amazing and fast. They are amazing. They go nine seconds. Like if I have a car that goes nine seconds, I will be thrilled. And this thing goes nine teens. But in the end, we'll just have to see. Randy says diesel electric trucks would be a much easier option than full electric, same as trains. Well, th there you go. Exactly. Same as trains, right? A diesel, what's happens? A diesel engine runs an electrical generator and they go, uh, you know, for a long time. Randy says the infrastructure for pressured gases is a limit and also the stigma of danger. Supposedly, they are working on proving that. And the uh, gentleman from Arrington, Mike Copeland, who joined us on that Hidden Horsepower podcast. There's going to be a new update. We spoke with him at PRI. I had a long conversation with him about a bunch of this stuff. And he assured me that those challenges can be uh, overcome. But we'll see. It's going to be interesting as technology is changing. I do feel confident, though, 
that the power source for Supercomp, Supergas, and Superstreet will continue to be the big block Chevrolet for the foreseeable future. What are you what are you saying about small blocks? Are you dissing the small blocks? Oh my gosh, I forgot that you guys have a small block dragster. <laughs> and and there's also a small block in the 68. That's right. So, you're dissing my super street car. Listen, if I'm not dissing anything, okay. <laughs> small dude, you're crapping all over car. Sue's racing operation, Man. dude. The fact is that 90% of the engines out there in those categories are big block Chevys. <laughs> there's a lot of them. <laughs> you're part of the 10%. You're in there with the guy who has got the 440 and the Pontiac and, you know. Well, we, we got we to gotta mix it up, right? I mean, we got right. the big blocks. We got the small blocks. We got, <laughs> we got a nine-second car with a small block. Pickle Rick says, we use a lot of LNG and CNG and semis where I work. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, what are you laughing at, Giovanni? I can read Randy. Sounds like there are two tiers of cars, according to Joe. Can you burn me on that? Oh, Randy. Keep Randy. on coming, Randy. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> welcome you know to funny? the club. You know what's You're funny is right right the show. there are things that I want to leave in, in last year. There are things that I really want to leave in last year very badly. But that's it. Well, it's hard to not, it's hard to when every time you turn on any kind of sports show, they say exactly that. Right. Like that kind of commentary is on every sports show talking about the ranking of people and players. So anyway, I go to NHRA.com and there's a great story and interview by Kelly Wade uh, with and in 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 the story. He who will not be named. Did you just Voldemort that guy? I'm not going anywhere with this. I'm starting fresh in 2023. Everything's going to be great. It's going to be positive going to be happy and i'm not doing anything that's going to be perceived as anything negative but in the story in the story there is what i feel like the same comment the same comment i have been out in the shop the last three days and i'm listening to podcasts while i'm working and every show has mentioned Tears, when they say the word tears, they go, but don't mention that too loud. That's not a very great term to use right now. So you're not the only one, apparently, that's been burnt oh, by really? that. Oh, really? This thing is still going on. This oh, is it's, great. Oh, it's God. going on in several shows. We've Well, when I die, my contribution to the NHRA universe is not a good one. It's not a good one. <laughs> you're not alone. Yeah, well, that, that's true. Look, look, you can't cover anything without going there. Yeah, and they're not talking about your comment. They're talking about the people that are getting upset about the word tears. Right. the ones that they're talking about. Yeah. But anyway, I suggest you go read Kelly Wade's article. I just pulled it up, and I found the... Uh... It's funny. I I heard some guy earlier in the year say point out those same three teams and uh it's interesting so imagine you're you're reading that just stumble upon it and you're educating yourself about stuff and you think about all the just unnecessary stuff that came associated with that and then that's the the quote 
That's a personal quote. It's the same quote. I cannot wait until that DHL Toyota GR Supra is in the winner's circle. And uh, and then the decision will have to be made. Are we going to do it or are we not going to do it? Oh, Todd Smith, man. What do you mean? My buddy. <laughs> the old Todd end Smith. around. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. No, let's listen. Fresh start, 2023. I think it's going to be great. I think everybody's going to be great. I think it's going to be super positive and we're going to have a great time and it's going to be great. I'm coming into it like that. I think a couple of years from now, it'll be something y'all joke about and it's all, it'll be all good. Um, yeah. Exactly. Oh, here it is. Look at this guy. Matt in Australia. He's got his giant logo, WFO t-shirt on. Look at that logo. It's huge. It's wow. giant. Yeah. That's awesome. Check it out. With the billboard going. Got the billboard. It, well, it's funny the giant logo shirts, man. They still sell uh, better than any other shirt. Like people like it's the giant logo. Sue's logo. I know. That's what I thought. I'm like, wow. I got I got logo envy. <laughs> the company we use, T Public. I mean, look is- at my tiny logo. <laughs> What's going on over here, Costello? That's embroidery, man. Well, mine is embroidered, though. Yes, I will say that is you correct. Embroidery. So you're coming after me, but you actually right. have the nicest shirt of everybody. Full logoed button down pocket oh. here. So I, yeah. Oh, he's got a fancy shirt. Yeah, the team <laughs> shirt. yeah this is like the studio. Troy, did, Troy, did you get this. that in your contract? I didn't. Um, I, I didn't know. Either. I don't know. If well, you didn't know to ask for uniforms. <laughs> I might have to pull it back. We may have a few more uh, clauses to negotiate in there. It's all signed. It's all signed. My age you is gotta, better you than your negotiate a little bit yeah. harder, Troy. <laughs> See, you wasn't that better negotiator than I was. <laughs> all I negotiated was uniforms, though, man. Um, the compensation was still sticky here. <laughs> Way to go, Randy. Randy's first appearance uh, on the WFO Patreon page. Randy gets he, it, man. He totally meaningful. gets the show. <laughs> he, he sends <laughs> us down a road. Like, that's what everybody, it's a rite of passage. You come on the Patreon and you bring up that stuff. Monica says, on the plus side, Maple Grove uses House of Chaos, so you got that, which is true. Maple Grove loves being called House of Chaos. Yeah, no, the House of Chaos. I, I feel like House of Chaos was a WFO creation. I don't write these things down, though. Look, man, not everyone is going to like every one of your, you know, catchphrases. No. <laughs> How is it possible? Tomorrow, by the way, right. we got Jack from Cycle Drag going to come on with Alan Reinhardt's going to be first. Then we're going to have Jack from Cycle Drag, who was at the test in Gainesville. So he's going to get us up to speed. I shared his YouTube video with all kinds of great stuff, but he says he's got some more notes and he's going to get us up to speed. Uh, Antron went 360. What was it? 369 at 301. Something like that. So that's, uh, you know, mid 60, like 66 or something. Um, so people are Shut getting it up early. Up. Too. I think so. Way yeah. Early. Way early. What's up in Australia there, Matt? Oh, plenty, mate. Plenty. <clears throat> Excuse me. Lot, lots happening down under. But uh, just to uh, just to your point about your electric cars and everything else, it still doesn't make. And we've seen we've got uh, Mr obnoxious weeds here with us the uh one of the green councils uh put a a garden wall next to a freeway here to uh offset all the terrible carbon coming out of the car now they've got a full-time gardener there to try and keep it under control because those terrible gases coming out of the back of the car are uh, making the wall grow uncontrollably 
Mm-hmm. A wall of weeds or a wall of? A wall of plants, John. <clears throat> okay. A wall of plants. But they're sucking up all that CO2, that yeah. exhaust fumes, and growing like crazy. Absolutely, Troy. Yeah. And now you got to send some people but, out with some gas-powered weed eaters and then they're gas-powered. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Feed yeah. them even more. Yeah. And don't forget the leaf blowers after that. Fire them up, boys. And then the trees, the trees produce oxygen, which is what we need. So I, I don't know. I don't know where the problem is with all this. Yeah, I V8, don't know. V8's, V8's like forever. I said, I'm, uh, <laughs> oh man, it's a tough situation. It, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I tell you, uh, it's a good principle. It's a good thing to strive for. I think some of the things that we do in the name of that uh, are perplexing. Yeah. Well. Got to keep, got to keep, uh, got to keep after it. And just, I, I think stay engaged, right? Like I think a lot of the problem is so many people disengage and they take their expertise everywhere and they just, you know, they just kind of grumble about it instead of staying engaged be like, no, this is a bad idea because of these reasons. And we should really try to accomplish these goals that are admirable using these principles but not go off the reservation and, and come up with something that's not going to work. But so many people are like, Oh, they are. And they, and they go and they disengage from the, the discussion and uh, you got to stay in it. I, I think. Uh, Joe, do you mean people are just getting extreme? I can't imagine. Really? They're, they're going to the extreme limits and just, we have to go all the way out here. There's like, there's no real, you know, just turn it off. Right. We're, I was going to do, I was going to, I was going to create a political podcast called the angry middle. Like the, you know, the problem is nobody in the middle is angry about anything. Right. And so they don't get listened to. You just, you're, you're, when you're in the middle, it kind of just like you, you, nobody cares uh, what you have to say, except that's where everybody is. Uh, Matt, give your Australia. Okay, the report, thing is, the life gonna... isn't really much. Isn't really like a bulk shaped curve. It's more like a horseshoe. And so most people are in that big fat part and the extremes are really close to each other in the middle is really what it is. They're both a bunch of idiots, you know, <laughs> as, <laughs> so. if, as if as if the other group is going to go away or uh, disappear or ever be conquered or acquiesce or surrender. Like that's just never going to happen. It's just uh, it's really unfortunate how much energy gets wasted. What's going on down there in Oz? Didn't you guys have a race at Bathurst? <laughs> We did, and talking about uh, V8s and Formula One cars making the right noise, uh, they had the 2011 Red Bull V10, V8, V8, uh, championship winning car there, and uh, doing some doing some demonstration laps, and uh, it really got the crowd going, that's for sure. That video that you sent, uh, I received uh, or, or saw it in the Facebook group, that was current? That was from this weekend? Yeah. That was from the weekend, so they had. I didn't uh, fully understand that. I saw. I thought it was just like a, a demonstration, but I didn't realize it was from this past weekend. That's awesome. Yeah, he did uh, three or four laps on the Saturday before the race on the Sunday. Uh, it was uh, Liam Lawson, who's a New Zealander, who's one of the Red Bull re- reserve drivers. I don't know if he's reserved before Daniel or after Daniel, or because Daniel's not going to be a reserve driver, but we'll work that out. In a couple of months, I guess. Um, that that's all the talk down here with with Daniel Ricardo and if this Kiwi guy's the reserve driver, well, what's Daniel? Um, 
So yeah, GT3 12-hour race on Sunday, and uh, a guy Kenny Carble, whose company is based in the Carolinas, um, Sun Energy, won back-to-back 12-hour races. Wow! In the Mercedes AMG. Uh, interesting one. What is uh, the first three cars finished between within 1.4 seconds of each other after 12 hours, and there wasn't very many safety cars either. So. It was uh, yeah, pretty good race for what I watched of it. I couldn't watch the whole twelve hours. I wasn't into it that much, but uh, watched the start, watched the finish, watched the, some bits in the middle. So yeah, big race. There you go. Good, uh, good mm. deal. Listen, I don't fault anybody for not camping out and watching twelve hours of any one thing. Mm. It's better to do. It's better to do. And speaking of that, I, I want to report that when I was at uh, Orlando Speed World. The uh, a text came in. My engine arrived at Gary Stinnett's, and it was a very fulfilling feeling to know that it had arrived and RNL carriers had gotten it there, and the crate did not fall apart. And I asked him for a grade on the grade on the crate, and he said A, or that it was very good. And they processed everything, and they wrote a list of all the inventory that was there and connected and part of the deal. And so in that moment. The whole project of the Pontiac Trans Am and trying to get this thing going again, it became real. Oh man, Gary is Gary's problem. It did. It did become not, Gary's, not Joe's problem. problem anymore. <laughs> so from now on, from now on, Joe, if anyone says to you, "How's how's the car going?" Oh, Gary's problem, mate. It's still with Gary. Yeah, you can see you can act on that. I'm waiting on Stinnett. You know. <laughs> Waiting on Stinnett. Oh it's just, no! It's just like just like when your car goes to to Shazzy Jail. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Shazzy, well, you know how Shazzy these guys are, man. Builder. They're very meticulous with how they work. Mm-hmm. I'm jealous, man. I wish, like, and I'm, I know you get it, but like to have Gary Stinnett being the guy building your race motor. I mean, that's uh, that's pretty badass. Shocking developments. And it's all brought to you by the people at Foggit. Oh, look at him go. <laughs> Your high-performance racing engine must be protected. Get yourself a $20 can of Foggit by a case and make sure you participate in the contingency program. Whoa. Why not protect the inside of your engine? It also works on firearms. There you go, Gio. Cha-ching. Yeah, well, it's so I mentioned to a couple of people what I'm trying to do. That's and it. everybody said like the same thing, like, oh man, wow, you, th- it's going to be good. And, and that's what Sue, you know, D- Dave and Sue and Jason line and a couple other people, but really were very, very powerful in their motivation about doing this, but also doing it in a way that you feel uh, confident that it's going to be done properly. And that is what really was weighing on my mind. And it was going to take the right situation. Because if this thing blows up, we're not getting another one. You know, like it might blow up anyway, but it would be unlikely. But the day this thing is, you know, it's going to take a long time to replace it. So someone who knows what they're doing. And that's exactly what I got. And I'm very excited about it. Probably more so about the super street 
1.90 part of it than the it's a Pontiac engine and trying to make it go fast part of it. Um, just this past weekend with, uh, you know, with Corey, my friend kind of going through the process for the first time and working with the, you know, the throttle stop and his throttle stop was opening or it was shutting down the engine too rapidly and it was stumbling all over itself. Right. And so I didn't know who to call. And so I said, I'm going to call Dave. I'm going to call Dave. Corey didn't want to alert anybody that he was having problems. He didn't want to go talk to anybody. And I, I can understand that. But so someone who's not here and Dave was able to pick it up just from hearing the sound of it. Oh, it's, it's going too quickly. You got to slow it down, slowed it down and did some work and you're not going all out. You're going 1090 at a, at a big speed, but it's a different kind of challenge. And Oh, by the way, Sue Morris got shouted out by like 10 people as being the expert on crew chief pro software. Sue, <laughs> everyone's saying that you Oh, crew chief pro. Well, Sue Morris is the one that knows how to use that stuff. I, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> I, I do end up going to a lot of people's trailers. That is true. So <laughs> that's good. Yeah, so, I, I believe in it. it it's Don, Don has good software. Crew Chief Pro does work and we've used it in all applications, I will say. So that's great. Randy says, now you need Mosher or Strange to sponsor you so you can get a new rear end. <laughs> Man, I'm really hoping that the 12 volt can hang in there for a little while, Randy. <laughs> It'll be fine, man. I still got the old 10 bolt in my car. Really? Really? It's a spool with C-clip eliminators and stuff, strange actions oh. and whatnot, but it's okay. a 10 bolt, baby. We'll see, Randy. We, you know, I agree with you. It's uh, it's going to be worth pulling the axles out and having a little looky. That's for certain. But yeah, just want to be a part of it. Everybody was very supportive of my trying to be a part of racing occasionally. They got it. They encouraged it. People wanted to be involved. It's crazy the brain trust of people that want to be involved with this project in some way. So uh, I need to do a good job of telling the story. I'm working on that right now, and uh, and we'll see. All right, let's do sports collision, Giovanni. Let's do sports collision and get ready for the Super Bowl, the biggest single sporting event uh, that, that happens here in the good old U.S. of A. We got the Eagles, and we got the Chiefs. That's right. We are ready for the championship of professional football in the United States. And uh, like you just mentioned, we got the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs who are going for their second Super Bowl in four the last four seasons. They've been to three, including this one. They are one and one so far. And in order to be considered a dynasty, you have to win multiple Super Bowls. And so this is uh, Pat Mahomes and the Eagles and uh, the Chiefs chance to... Uh, cement themselves into the legacy of those dynastic type teams as they've been to five consecutive championship games. But um, once again, if you don't have that jewelry in your hand and you only go, you can go to five, six, seven Super Bowls. And if you don't win any of them, then you really can't be a dynasty. Look at those four, the four falls of Buffalo, as they say, four consecutive Super Bowls. I mean, how more dominant than that can you be? And when we talk about the dominant teams and the dynasties of the NFL, the Buffalo Bills are left out because they couldn't even win one simple Super Bowl. Even yeah, that first Chiefs one, why right? One. So the idea that you're even putting them together is really just unfair and wrong. The Chiefs won one, so they, they got did, one. But one is just one. That's it. You know, a lot of teams win one. But in order to be a dynasty and to be great, 
You have to win multiple Super Bowls. One is not and a dynasty. I will give you that. One that's is where not we can a dynasty. Agree. That's all I'm trying to say. Ground. One They've is not, not a dynasty. I give you that. If they lose again this one, they'll have gone to three out of the last Super Bowls, but only one win. And that you can't be a dynasty and with one win. That's all I'm trying to say. And that's it. But the Eagles themselves, it's been five seasons since they won their Super Bowl. It was a different regime, but only by players and coaching is the same front office and the same ownership. And that uh, Howie Roseman, I got to tell you, guy's done a great job. He's got a new quarterback. He's got a new coach and he's right back in the Super Bowl. And we're going to see the Eagles. It is uh, the Eagles and Andy Reid. There's all kinds of little sub dramas and plots going on here. Andy Reid trying to get revenge against a team that fired him after taking the Eagles to five consecutive championships Back in the in the days in the early aughts, they went to one Super Bowl only and they lost to Tom Brady's New England Patriots. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on here. Speaking of Tom Brady, we can't forget that Tom Brady decided that on my birthday morning, he was right up the street from here over there on the beach somewhere in Fort Lauderdale. It looked like Sunny Isles or something to me, just, you know, guessing by the look of those buildings. And he puts out his announcement that he's retiring again on my birthday. What is this guy trying to do? Ruin my day. All the news on my day has to be, oh, Tom is gone. Tom is retiring. Yeah, unbelievable. But in all honesty, Tom Brady, the greatest quarterback to ever play the game, the most winningest and the most decorated football player in the history of the league, has decided to retire maybe one year too late. I'm not going to go as far as saying that it would have saved his marriage because I'm guessing that whatever it is that was hurting that marriage, it was a lot more than just Tom going back to play football, you know. Those uh, just judging by by my marital experience, I don't think it's just one thing that uh, you know, cr cracks the dam, so to speak. You think it had something to do with the instructor? I do. <laughs> with the what? <laughs> Her uh, the karate instructor? Yeah, Pilates, whatever karate, karate Pilates or something. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. Well, the, well the, yes, the, the old, the missus is now, you know, in the hands of some Taekwondo instructor or something. They're all doing all kinds of weird karate stuff and, you know, who knows. But uh, look, Tom ain't going to be hurting for women. You know, he's going to trade his wife for two half her age and everything's going to be fine with him. Don't worry about Tom. He's not hurting for money. He's not hurting for women. This guy retires. Who retires from their day job and has a 10-year, $37 million a year job just waiting for them? I mean, give me a break. This guy, he's uh, hes obviously not human. Let's just start with that. And if you kind of look at him now, his whole face is starting to look weird. I don't know if it's the surgery or the too much TB12 method. He's too skinny, not enough fat, too much avocado toast in his diet. But, Tom, come hang out over here, man. We cook steaks and we bacon and stuff like that you need to get some some real nutrition back in your life now that you're no longer a football player all right my man enjoy retirement i'm sorry about the whole situation with the wife you are by far the greatest person to ever put on a football uniform and uh that was the big news man tom brady retiring yeah i mean i'm sure that permeated your regular news world right absolutely what do you mean i was the first to report it remember i'm the guy who broke the news to our crew Nobody believed me well, at first. Tom Brady broke the news. He, he, yes. he put out a video on, on the yes, on the Twitter machine. I got it immediately. Like in the morning. Right. That's right when I was going in and boom, fired off the thing. Brady retired. I am disappointed. Vlad has let me down once again. And uh, <laughs> Tom Brady will not be the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. This is disappointing to me. But 
That means Gronk is not coming either. This is uh, <laughs> this is a bit of a bummer um, because I now, really. To be fair, last year he retired on February first, also, and a couple of weeks later not he decided doing to do that again. But man. I think he's not, not. going to do that this time. I think this time he retired on his own. Remember last year they they I think somebody tried to. Uh, they they broke the news. Remember, somebody like let the cat out of the bag that he was thinking about retiring, and then he had to come out and, and retire, even if he really didn't want to. But I think this time is for real. And after you know what happened uh, last season, Tom didn't have a bad season, but the team had a terrible season. And so it's clearly that if he went to the right situation, there's no doubt that Tom Brady could still fling the ball. But you know he's 46 years old, man. It's not it's, you know. He's it's got time. nothing to prove. It's time. Well, Gio, yeah. didn't Sean Payton get a phone call? Well, well, Sean Payton did get a phone call. Sean Payton actually now, thank you, Bobby. Segwaying, the, the, the old news that Tom was coming down here with Sean Payton, that was a real rumor, and that was about to happen. It had uh, the lawsuit with Brian not happening and all that stuff because, as you know, Tom does have a house down here. His children are enrolled in school down here, and his ex-wife just bought a house down here too. So everybody was based in Miami. And so the only place that he was really logically going to play football, especially after this divorce situation, would have been down here. But after all that whole stink happened, they just, you know, it just it wasn't going to it, it just wasn't going to be. But Sean Payton did, in spite of the rumors uh, out there that he was uh, going around everywhere interviewing. I think that's misrepresented. Sean Payton wasn't going around interviewing for jobs. He was going around interviewing these teams to see which one was the best fit for him. All right. And so when he came to an agreement with the brand new owners of the Denver Broncos for a busload and truckloads of money and full command, Sean Payton is now the coach of the Denver Broncos. And so if anybody could fix Russell Wilson after the disastrous season he had this year, Sean Payton's the guy. Offensive genius. And well, uh, right. in other NFL news, this weekend was the NFL Pro Bowl at festivities. I don't know if anybody got to see any of that. Now that I they did. don't play a, a fake tackle game, they actually have. It was I, I saw a lot of that stuff. I had it on. There was skills challenges going on here. I even took some notes. Let me see if I could quickly. It's like Battle of the Network Stars, that. man. The, the skills challenges were OK, but kind of boring. The flag football, my opinion. I, wa- I think I wa- that was the best. I love the flag football. I love the fact that they don't have helmets on and that like you can that. see their faces. Smiling and, faces. And, you know, these guys, but maybe we should get rid of the helmets and the shoulder pads and let them play, you know, like just tackle football without any pads on. So avoid concussions. I'm telling you, this is the route to go, man. It turn it like into a soccer style. game, Gio. No, hey. like rugby style. You know, and and I think we, you know, we don't have to worry about the concussions. We get to see these guys and we can, uh, you know, I don't know. I just thought that that the flag football worked very well for me. They even had a, what was it, a dodgeball game. Did you see that? They had the quarterback. I missed that. They had the different quarterback challenge where they had to hit the different targets. Some of them were moving. Some of them were 20 yards away. There was the big 60-yard bomb that you got to put into the into a, a, a barrel that was way out there. They had a, a target on a drone. I don't know. I got to tell you, this was much more entertaining than just everybody going off to Hawaii and pretending that they're going to play a real football game. Is So I thought it worked, and uh, I hope 
you know, I think it got a, some kind of ratings. Who knows? That's the funny thing about the NFL is that preseason games and the stuff that you had no idea, you know, you end up looking to get an eight, nine, 10 million people watch. That's higher than basketball games and a world series games. So it's, unbelievable. I, I can tell you that seeing the guys like smiling and goofing around and seeing their faces and like, that was unique. And it was interesting. And then they bring back Eli and Payton. I mean, who's got a better life than Eli and Payton? These guys just show up. They have a Monday night show that they get to do from their, like from each of their own houses, like kind of us doing this show and uh, every other week or whenever they feel like doing the Monday night game. I don't even know when it is. Lord knows how much they're getting insane amount of money. They're getting paid for that. They just show up to work whenever they want. They do a couple of gigs for the NFL. Those guys, now they've earned it. By the way, both of them, multiple Super Bowl championships. You see what I'm telling you? Two rings, you can do whatever you want. One ring, eh, you're just Trent Dilfer. Two rings equals cha-ching. More money, more money. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> and so, and as Monica mentioned, I enjoyed the festivities. Okay, anything else? I'm seeing if... Uh, well, NHL All-Star Week yes, was this Yes, in weekend. our hometown. And... Yes, right here in sunny South FLA. I, well, you say that you weren't even around. But anyway, wow. there was a whole bunch of weird skills challenges going on at the beach, too, right there in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> but uh, that was entertaining, very entertaining, too. I saw a lot of uh, the, they got the hockey players trying to hit surfboards with the pucks. It's uh, all kinds of weird stuff. And they had their own skills challenge back at the arena there um, so where they have, uh, I guess, a target on all four corners of the goal. And you got to hit, you know, the guy's got to knock down all four targets. Guy who does it in the least amount of time wins. Saw one dude hit all four in four shots, like nine seconds. Bam! Just kicked ass. Connor something or other from the Islanders. And so NHL skills challenge. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not really into the hockey as much as I used to. But uh, when I saw that was on and that it was here, you got to leave it on. Absolutely. And then they played the game too. Matt says the NHL is going to Oz in October. That's true, Matt? Just got announced this morning, Joe. Uh, a regular season game is going to get played down here in October. They haven't said in which city, but I guess either uh, Sydney or Melbourne. Um, that sounds like at the start of next season. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what that sounds like. Because yeah. I think, I believe, if I'm not wrong, the season starts in October and runs through about June. Or well, that's great. That's great. And so, yeah, NHL. And then there's also lots of other big news going on. NBA was in the news this week with the giant news that broke last night was uh, Kyrie Flat Earther is going to Dallas and the Mavericks to join Luka over there and see what uh, what can be done. And uh, I'm predicting they're not going to win crap. No team with Kyrie on it will ever win another championship. That is uh, right there. You're hearing it here first simply because of the he is – you know, not because he doesn't have basketball skills. It's because he doesn't have any people skills. That and guy's so, therefore, he's such a bump. Gio, this is the one time I'm not betting against you. I think we should pool our money together and place a bet that they'll never win squat. <laughs> oh, look, at, look, we, we see it right now with uh, with uh, the team he just left, uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they had Kyrie, they have Kevin Durant, they brought in Harden, everybody was ready to hand them the trophy, all these guys are going to win, How who could beat them, there's a new big three, and um, you know, 
you just things Jason happen. Entire career and a whole bunch of other people's too. Absolute disgrace to the National Basketball Association to the game. He's he's a bum, and I can't believe Mark Cuban. I cannot believe that Mark Cuban would sign that dude. Well, he hasn't signed him yet, so we'll see. Now, I got to tell you, in theory, bringing him on for the rest of the season and seeing if he could help you out when he has no choice but to be a good soldier now because he's going to want to – sorry, a good player now and a good teammate because he's going to want to have a a contract. He's a free agent at the end of the year, and, you know, who's going to sign you and give you a deal – if you if you just come in and blow up another team, but you know what? No matter how great he is, NBA GMs don't fall for this nonsense. This guy has blown up more teams than Yoko Ono. All right, great. <laughs> <That's a, that's laughs> this guy was what he was. He was a bad apple in Cleveland until LeBron got there, and the only time he was able to be to, to be play well with others was the few years that LeBron was there. But you saw that didn't turn out well either. He ended up getting his way out of there. He went to Boston. He loved it there for about two minutes. He played his way out of there. And now he's in Brooklyn, and he's played his way out of there. And look, Harden went over there, and it only took him two cups of coffee to realize that he didn't want to play with with, uh, with Kyrie. Same and with so, KD. KD tried to go, too, and they just didn't make it work. KD wanted to leave, too. And they're going to end up dealing KD as well, probably to Boston from what I've been reading today. That dude isn't great. He's a selfish bum. He's a bum. I mean, he's a super talented basketball player, but it's it's not it's worth it. it. At some point, the juice is not worth the squeeze. Well, if, and so if enough of Kyrie. If he's really finally, a flat earther, if that's really true, like in the end, I like I still have some level of disbelief that that's actually the genuine. I'm not making the story up. I'm not the no, one that said it. I think that some people are just so like anti. That that's their way of showing it, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, no, nah, man, this is what I believe. I mean, You'll never convince me to yeah. change the way I believe. It's so crazy that I believe this. But exactly, whatever. And it finally, the great, the, the the great LeBron James, the greatest player of our of this modern era now. That of our you know present era, not the greatest of all time like Michael Jordan, but LeBron is definitely the greatest player of this era. And uh, he is uh, on the cusp of becoming the NBA's all-time leading scorer. He's 36 points away from passing the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who scored 38,387 points. I had to look that up. I didn't know it. All right? That's not like the 714 home runs, <laughs> which, which which turned out to be 755, and now it's whatever Barry has. But uh, in all seriousness, LeBron is about – I'd say probably one or two games. The Lakers are at home this week. They got Oklahoma City on Tuesday. The games will be on national TV. If he doesn't get 36 or more there, he will definitely score uh, whatever points needed on Thursday against the Milwaukee Bucks. So uh, just a little bit of history there. And if you like basketball at all, or even if you don't, if you're just a fan of uh, historical moments, that's probably something that you're going to watch because – It'll probably never be. It's a record that'll probably never be broken again. I didn't think anybody would catch Kareem, but Kareem has been the the leading scorer pretty, the vast majority of my lifetime, I believe, since the early '80s. And uh, his record has stood the test of time. But uh, the way that the league uh, has changed rules, and the fact that LeBron came in at the age that he did, and I mean, the guy's unbelievable. He's 38 years old, and he's still scoring 27 points a game. You know, 
27, seven and seven is career average numbers. And it, at, he's still doing that at this age. Uh, you know, I don't think he's the greatest of all time simply because of the whole different, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's got that killer instinct that like Mike or Kobe had. And uh, that's the only reason, but a physical specimen. And he's a much better at all things basketball than almost anybody we've ever seen. And so LeBron James about to break the NBA's all-time leading scorer record. And uh, that's a historical record, much like the Amazing. home run record. And Amazing. All that. I remember I was on the air when he, he was coming out and that jersey problem happened while he was still in high school. I remember talking about that on the air and the guys like debating whether this guy should have taken the jersey and he would go on to be the leading scorer in the NBA history. Look, you got to give LeBron credit for a lot of things. And while he has gotten really whiny and complaining in his older age, uh, LeBron is, as far as I can recall, like that first athlete that was supposed to be the next great thing. And he really did become that next great thing yeah. he was you know the next jordan and he's lived up to it yeah, hold on. I, I would say he's exceeded any expectation that people could have really had and not just that but off the court by all means never got in trouble never beat up his teammates you know wasn't running around on the, uh, uh, on mrs lebron and so forth so by all account a good person on and off the court where not all of our stars we could say that are good people on and off the court but um yeah, so LeBron, uh, here's to you, man. Congratulations. Troy, you had something? Well, you don't think Kobe was that? Kobe came out of high school, and you don't come out of high school unless people think you're going to be the next big thing. Yeah, but I don't think Kobe had the hype that LeBron had coming. Remember, Kobe was the 15th overall pick or so. He went to Charlotte. They, they was talked that he, he was, you know, undersized. They weren't sure if he was going to play the point or the forward. But LeBron has been hyped. I mean, since he was 12, 13 years old, he's been on the cover of Sports Illustrated. His game, his high school games were on ESPN. I, I mean, I, I know we knew about Kobe, but again, Kobe was, you know, LeBron was the number one pick in the draft. And so that that's all I'm saying. LeBron I mean, really you know stayed I mean? with the Heat, though. Let's face it. If he had stayed in Miami, he'd have had a lot more titles. Not one, oh, not two, of not three. He should have stayed at the Heat and just made – I think how things would be different right now. Well, way to go. Sports collision, Giovanni. Sports collision. Excellent, excellent work. Is that all good? You were on fire tonight. Thanks. Well, yeah, in terms thanks, of sports Troy collision, that's all, but in terms go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say Matt? thanks because yeah, the rest of us were really worried that you two agreed with each other. And then at the end there, you sort of brought it back to normal. So thank you. Yes. On behalf yes. of the other people. <laughs> it's like the center of the course, uh, center, core center of the earth stopped spinning for a well, second. Well, uh, you know how they say the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so we both, we both obviously love Kyrie Irving. And so, yes. <laughs> and, and, and so world I was just, just really, so really concerned. The man, and he does, he has the meanest handles the game has ever seen. And early on, it was like, this dude. This dude is the business, and he's turned into such a disaster. It's just, um, I, I'm, I think I'm more disappointed because I wanted to be a fan of that guy's. You know, that's a guy I wanted to be a fan of, and it's impossible to, to be a fan of his. Yeah. Oh yeah. well. And then so in what, pop culture world, yesterday was the Grammys, and uh, I did see a little bit of that as I had it on side by side with the the NASCAR Bush clash, and uh, I gotta admit something here 
And I don't know if I texted you, but I texted someone in the process. And I'm not going to lie. I did. I found out yesterday that Stevie Wonder is still alive. <laughs> now, I, in, in retrospect, in retrospect, no, I didn't think he was dead. I didn't think he was dead. In retrospect, I think I would have, you know, we would have heard had Stevie Wonder died because of the whole yes. Stevie Wonder thing. But I haven't seen Stevie Wonder around. And then I saw him and I was like, oh, crap, Stevie's still alive. That's great. I got happy. Because then when Smokey Robinson came out, I definitely knew Smokey was alive because I've seen him around recently and he's been r- making the rounds. And no, by the way, Smokey alive, Robinson Smokey still Robinson sounding great at like 90 great. or 100 or however old he is. And his eyes are still mesmerizing. Gosh, man, that guy gets up there and he's saying, oh, and it was like great to see Smokey Robinson jamming with Stevie Wonder. And then they brought this giant, big uh, Chris Stapleton ZZ Top looking guy. And he 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 rocked out with Stevie too in the, and and so I was uh, I was very excited last night to to see that in the Grammys. And then I turned down the volume and finished watching the NASCAR race, and I saw a whole bunch of other stuff going on, but I didn't really hear much of it. Did you did you guys see that uh, cameo that went viral a couple of years ago of uh, Smokey Robinson telling someone Happy Chinooka? No. Right. Well, I say that sometimes as a joke, but but yes, you see. And so I knew that Smokey was alive because I've seen him around. I've seen him, you know, but I did not realize that Stevie was alive. And so whoever I texted that, I, they were like, "You idiot! Don't you think we would have, you know, seen if Stevie had died?" And I was like, "Yeah, I didn't recall hearing a big news of Stevie dying, but we just hadn't seen him in a while." But uh, it was good, and I saw uh, Bonnie Raitt there. I saw there was a big uh, uh, hip-hop, uh, like, uh, I guess, uh, what would you call that? Medley? Uh, like, like were... <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. He's pretending to be Stevie alone. playing the piano. He's a musical genius. Yep. Well, listen, but the they did a big hip hop guy. That's going to be a big day. Stevie Wonder is one of our great American talents. He's amazing, uh, amazing level talent, Stevie. But he killed it. Stevie Wonder was killing it last night. I'm surprised you watched the Grammys. Honestly, the response that I saw for uh, mostly on social media was very anti Grammys. I was watching the NASCAR. I should have uh, DVR'd the the Grammys. Um, Obviously, the Beyonce 32 Grammys thing record is what everybody's talking about today. Multiple but, um, screens. Yeah. I'm, that is the key. Multiple the key. screens. Multiple screens. <laughs> but it's good that there was something. I remember like thinking the Grammys, man, this is something I want to watch. And now I've kind of, I don't know. But yeah, Beyonce won another four Grammys. Uh, she didn't get like the record of the year or whatever, the big one they thought she was going to get. Um, I think what's his name? Harry Styles got that one, but Beyonce breaks the record. I think uh, she got most Grammys of all time, like cumulative. So I guess 30, 30, 32. I think 32 I, is the record. Megan says I didn't miss much. Thank you, Megan. I, I was in NASCAR <laughs> land. I did not have multiple screens. Well, excellent job, Giovanni. That's great. All right. And so now we're on our way out. So let's do final thoughts. Let's start with Matt and Australia. Final thoughts as we head out the door on this ignition episode. <clears throat> I've got two parts to this one, Joe. Um, first, I've got to, got to ask Bobby this question because uh, the street outlaws scene down here is uh, is uh, getting a little bit more intense with the smack talk. And uh, everyone's calling Kai Kelly a yank. And apparently he's from down south and uh, that's not appropriate. 
Oh, really? So I just wanted to get that's interesting. Get, get some international get some international uh, explanation on that. And uh, the one thing that he's done wrong is told every Australian that's on that Facebook page that he doesn't like being called a Yank. I will put my house on it. Ooh, every Australian that walks up to him from now on will call him a Yank. Calling me Yank. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they better be careful. He might stick that That makes to go fighting. Well, you know, I, I uh, happened to hear a bunch of rumors. Like, I, I didn't watch this season of uh, NPK, and I should have because apparently, like, towards the end, there was, like, a lot of uh, a lot of drama, and, and like, that's the point of it. And so that's kind of why I don't want to watch it because that's the mm. point of it is the drama. But with Pat and Kai and Lizzie and all that stuff, and it was, like, not, uh, not really just smooth at the end. But so, Matt, Bobby, you want to handle this with Matt? Like, I want to hear Bobby handle this. Tell Matt why. Oh, because oh, the you? Southerners are still angry over the Civil War. What do you mean? Yeah, why are you a little pissed off about, about it? I want to hear Bobby Graham say it. I want to hear Bobby Graham answer that question, <laughs> not you. I want to hear Bobby Graham's answer. Uh, down in the South, we're, you know, like you said, there's still a lot of people that are still pissed off about all this. It ain't over yet. It's not over. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you're Yankee, if you're a Yankee so there you have the it. South, the Yankees are bad okay. because they are the, the North, with a, you know, the conquering right. North. Right. Uh -huh. Right, Pickle Rick, the war I, of Northern aggression. Exactly. <laughs> well, we live in South am, Florida where the further North the, uh, you travel, the further South you get. Right. Like we are in the north down south, but if we go north, we go to the south, which is the way it works. You know, I consider myself evolved beyond the Civil War, but not everybody is. Not everybody is. So there you go. Clearly, so, some yeah, people are still stuck fun. in the 1770s. A quick right. to any <laughs> 1860s, Geo. But sorry. <laughs> I digress. I was say, you were saying even correct. I know that, Geo. I, I just had a, a quick visit to any NASCAR-related comment thread will prove to you that uh, if you had any doubt that there's still some bitterness, um, all you got to do is check out some NASCAR comment threads, and you will see that uh, it still exists. It's still, it, uh, it's still a topic. You know, it might not be the hottest of topics, but it's still, uh, it's still something that it's thought about. And, oh, Rob. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, if Kai didn't want to get called that, he definitely will for the whole tour down here now. Yeah. Oh, and now it'll pack his mouth shut. And it'll be on TV the next one. year, too. Like the guys yeah. will be, oh, that annoys you. Oh, here we go. Oh, good. Yeah, let's mm. bring it. Come on. Right. That, that is that is the <laughs> Australian way. <laughs> but see, if he uh if he had gone to the UK, wouldn't they have just called him a wanker? Right? Isn't that uh, the somebody said that as well i think yeah uh, we can say oh, is that but, is that okay. big down there they called him a how do yeah. you say it wanker wanker right yeah. or a, uh to for all our spanish friends a paquero oh. i believe giovanni you're the spanish speaker what is that is that right <laughs> he's still trying to get his composure there <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Let's not go any further with, right. with the bad words in Spanish because, like, okay. there's a That's lot of them. I started thinking he could come right out with, which will be very, well, very bad. Well, the 
the other thing they're calling uh, Kai is a septic tank, which comes from the Second World War, which is short for Yank as well. A septic tank. <laughs> septic tank. Wow. Yeah. I got oh, one hey. of those in the backyard. Kai can get it done on the racetrack, right? Like in the end, who cares what uh, they call him? Yeah, if he yeah. goes out there and takes yeah. home the money and whoops their butts on the racetrack, he'll, he'll get right. the last lap. Man, the last lap. As you rightly said, Joe, it's probably all just for the show. Uh, Mr. Swanstrom's asked about any uh, establishments down here that him and the team might be able to uh, visit for relaxation. Um, like there's all sorts, there's all sorts that are going on already. And uh, the other one on the rumor mill is that a certain Pontiac that's down here to come back to Australia might stay here. A yellow one. Genius. Oh, really? Wow. Mm. That's that's the rumor mill. They might be making a one-way trip. So well, that we'll would see. be good. Time will tell. Yeah. Um, is it a Pontiac series, or is it a Holden? Really? Well, it was a Holden. That's it. So now doesn't that yeah. make sense? So it's right? coming home. It's coming home. It's coming Joe. home. It's coming home. Turn uh, it into a Monaro. World's fastest Monaro. Monaro. Um, on a serious note, my final thought, uh, uh, just for all the tough men out there, uh, and I'm being very serious for a change here, uh, go and get your checkups done, be a man, go to the doctor, get all your tests done. And even if the doctor says, no, you're too young to have that done, just get it done. Blood tests, all that sort of stuff. Uh, second mate within 12 months now that's uh, been diagnosed with uh, prostate cancer. Ah. And uh, this mate of mine, we've been mates since we were first day of high school. So he's, uh, he's uh, 52. He's very, very fit and very well off. Wants for nothing, but now he wants to be cancer free. So um, just to all the blokes out there, I know the ladies normally um, step up and get all their checks and balances done. But the, but the guys seem to, um, I'm sure it's no different in America. It's here in Australia, the guys are hesitant to go and see their doctors. Uh, go and get done. Got to be here for as long as possible. Good point. Good point. And uh, absolutely agree. And I, I believe that's my I final thought. I have an appointment in April. That was the first available, and uh, I will be going mm. in April. And uh, I'm not excited about it, but mm. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because, you know, I'm 50. You got to do it, Joe. This... I'm doing it. I'm, well, I'm totally down to do summer, it, man. Yeah. I, I'm not that guy. I'm ready to get my health checked, and I want to keep going as long as is possible. Mm. So I go for yearly well, my... physical checkups, all that. But this will be my first one of those mm. things. And, mm. um, I'm a little disappointed with my own uh, doctor for not recommending it a couple of years ago because if they had recommended it, I would have done it, but they didn't recommend it. So I didn't do it. This is like, I had to request like, Hey man, I'm about to be 50. Do I need this? And they're like, yeah, okay. I guess you should do it. Which kind of got me a little annoyed at my general practitioner, but that's a very personal story. But yeah, Matt, yeah. we're doing it, baby. We're doing it. Well, I don't want to bring this Mama. show to the toilet, but I will say that <laughs> yeah. last I. <laughs> I only go to the doctor. I haven't been to the doctor in a couple of years now, but the last time I went, I mentioned that and they, um, you know, they, they ask you to send a stool sample and it, they, the, the doctor says that you'd be amazed at how much stuff they can, they know from that, that, you know, that they could look at that and then decide, decide if they want to proceed with the next step. But again, I'm just letting you know, you know, now I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on TV. 
but no, just no, but uh, my experience that the last time I went, blood tests, I mentioned something, and then you know they. So I did send the stool sample, and so I've never had the camera up there either. But we'll see. Oh no! What they say well, this well, time. But, but, but both these mates were uh, diagnosed by a blood test, so uh, you can find well, you see, everything via the blood test. Well, and that's what so that's it's not, not invasive. That's what the doctors kind Sorry. of alluded to me that between the blood and the the stool sample that they can pretty much know everything now. <laughs> Correct. I just I just can't yeah. get the image of Geo pooping in a box out of my head. Well, that's not how it works, man. <laughs> you, you know, like they there give you a stick for you to play with it. You know, right, Troy, you're, you're not sending Mr. Hanky like you know, running. like a bird in a box, man. Are you like hovering you over know? the box, or how does it work? Joe, you can Google it, man. Nah. I'll layer in there real soft for you. Yeah, yes, that's exactly right. Yes. <laughs> well, what I did was I squatted in the living room right. and put yeah. a piece of paper down. Right. And Joe knows yeah. packing stuff in the box. It's gonna cut. It'll it'll show up real nice. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta build a crate and get you a couch. I guarantee you, you'll get that one off the flight. Oh man! All right, good yeah. final thought there, Matt. Good job bringing us. Yeah, back. yeah. Well, Gio's taking it to the toilet. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, um, hey, this is health, health, sorry, health talk. Matt. Health talk with Matt from Australia. Yeah. Anyway, excellent. excellent. All right. How about, well, uh, how about Troy? Troy? What do you got? Final thought. Top that. Yeah, I. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can. We didn't talk too much about that race. Um, I was real stoked to see Kyle Bush, who I normally don't like. It was fun to see that guy rock and roll. But and by the way, no, let's stop on this. That's what final thoughts are about. Where well, we didn't spend a lot of time talking about. It. We talked about how we liked the race, but um, is Kyle Bush a different person? Like what? He seemed like a different attitude. He seemed kind of positive. He seemed like I thought. It, I thought I saw him like laugh and smile. Um, well, I got breaking Kyle Bush news. Maybe it's because he got arrested in Mexico the other night. Could be, yeah. Well, you know, when you bring a gun. Did you see that? He just tweeted, <laughs> apparently he got arrested with a firearm at Cancun International Airport. Yeah, I thought he issued an apology for breaking the Mexican laws. <laughs> oops. <laughs> oops. Yeah, oops. You know, I didn't realize I was there. <laughs> Mexico is not on the list. No. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> anyway, they don't recognize. So yeah, that was it. <laughs> Yeah, he seems like a different person. Um, and I, I'll push back. What you said that race is maybe not for the purest. I, the reason I like that race is because it reminds me of the old quarter-mile non-banked oval that I grew up with, where okay. they pack way too many cars on that thing. And if you're going to pass, you got to move somebody. And, you know, it's like you bump them three times, and that way they know you're faster than them, and you're, you're coming around. And uh, I loved it. I thought it was great. And Bubba Wallace is not my dude, but – I love it when Bubba Wallace is leading laps because the social media is the best when <laughs> Bubba Wallace is winning. And I love to see the tears of the Bubba Wallace hater. <laughs> there is a big chunk of NASCAR fans that have become the old men who claim that their old hobby is dying, but then they poo-poo every young kid who's trying to get into it. And you're killing your own sport. The stuff I see when it comes to Bubba Wallace is absolutely disgusting. I, I can't believe the stuff that people do and say when it comes to just some dude out there doing something they could never dream of doing, something that they, they couldn't hold his jock 
if they wanted to. And it just, oh, it just gets me for some reason lately. Y'all are killing your own sport. I hope Bubba Wallace wins the championship and you all go hiding and, and never come back out. I hope that dude wins every damn race this year because all you people that hate on that dude the way you do are a bunch of bums. Yeah, you know, like when the whole thing happened a couple of years ago, it was it was real negative, um, which is why I really wish Bubba could hold it together and not do things like he did last year because they're, whether we want to accept it or not or admit it or not, there's a lot more on the line for him than just race wins and whether or whether or not he does good or he doesn't do good. Like his presence there at all is another, another layer. And, you know, you think about the stories you hear about Jackie Robinson and guys screaming at him and, you know, he could have gone running up into the stands and fought them. Instead he didn't, he held it down. And obviously Jackie has gone down to history and that's what Bubba's dealing with, man. Except in an era of social media where things can be amplified, it's very difficult. It's got to be very tough for him. Um, I, I agree with what you're saying about how ugly it is. But man, Bubba's got to hold it together, man. He can't, he can't, uh, he can't give them what they want. I, I think, I, I think that he's holding it together as good as he is is a testament to to his fortitude. Because I, I mean, you you see what he wants to do, right? I mean, he yeah. he has he has every reason to to just fly off the handle i think that the way and and it does seem to me like that boy gets spun out quite a bit when he's doing good and i think everybody was just waiting for that to happen last night and sure enough it happened um people can't stand to see that guy succeed and and more and more i want to be that dude's fan and less and less do i want to be a fan of nascar because it's hard to separate yourself from from the rest of those bums out there and uh, I just hope that dude does good. There you go. No, listen, I like it. I saw that. I felt a little weird about it, honestly, because it seemed like, I don't know, out of nowhere, crushed him. It was it was a bumping and banging race. And the only thing that, I, that I'd say about it at the end of it, it was just a shame. There's times where, look, Bubba wears his, his emotions on his sleeve is what you see, right? And even last night with the shot in the car, I just wish he would have just kind of got out of the car, walked around, or they didn't have that inquiry camera with them because just give them a few minutes, right? Because we all need it. There's times, trust me, <laughs> you know what all oh, of what us do you know. Mean? Like, you, it's, you, it, you, shouldn't you, he you, know exactly how to behave afterwards as soon as they put a mic in his in his, in, in his face? They're all, they're all dealing with it, but sometimes you got to learn to just, just, just walk away. Trust me, there's been times I have to walk in the trailer and, you know, the say a few things to myself and say, how stupid were you? You know, you cut a dumb light, you know, <laughs> put the wrong numbers in the car. <laughs> get get your composure and walk back out again. You know, I, I again, Bubba has a, and he's no different than, he's he's slightly different than the rest of the drivers. He has an extra, micro, you know, microscope on him and he's being watched. But, um, you know, it, it's, there's times it's, I, I just want to tell him, have the attitude like Erica Anders, just go out, F them, do your thing, go out and win and have at it. I mean, you know, keep the attitude going. Nobody, nobody dumps on John force when he flies off the handle. We celebrate him for it. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't think there's an even standard applied. I, I know what you're saying, Sue. Um, but people don't, people don't say nothing when John force gets up in somebody's face. I certainly don't. I love it. Um, 
and and those people who run that that AV room, they know what's going to happen when they put that shot out. They don't have to put that out. That thing's on delay. They know exactly what they're doing, stirring the pot, and it's unnecessary. Well, that you know what? That's actually a really good point. That is a really good point. Like they didn't have to put that shot out there of Bubba just like. But I'm sure they thought a lot about it, though. Like, if they don't put the shot out there, like, you know, they got the camera in his car and he is in there and he's disappointed and he's a racer and he's disappointed. Like any other racer, we would show any other racer if they were in there just like pondering their, like, what the heck just happened, which is what I felt like, man, like, what the heck just happened? Um, it's complex. It's definitely complex. But the people you're talking about, they don't, they're not complex thinkers. They're, they, they're, their thinking is pretty simple. And you're right. Like the ones that go onto the social and post the real negative stuff that you're talking about, no place for it. But you know, consider and the those source. were the those are also the first ones that'll kiss his ass if they see him in person too. Oh, Man, Bubba, oh you're yeah. such great. What what is it when someone tells you who they are, you should believe them? Absolutely. So <laughs> it is what it is. All right, the great Mike Tyson good. said that the social media and the internet has made too many people comfortable with disrespecting others and not getting punched in the face for it. Well, and that's a dude that'll punch him in the face. You know, it's like, go go get up in Bubba Wallace's face and say some of the stuff you're saying on social media. See if he don't whop you. Because he that's a dude that would do that. And they ain't none of them got the stones to do that. Definitely not. And and well, and like Gio just said, if the, the, a lot of those same people, if Bubba was near them, they would be like, hey, man, good to see you. Like, oh, you're a celebrity and I can be around you. Uh, a lot of it is group. Yeah, thing. Bubba, can I have your autograph? A lot of it is group think. There's a lot of that group think going on, supporting each other with the real negative stuff. There's a lot of that goes on with social media. It's really terrible. Uh, good one, Troy. That's good. That was good. That was passionate. Megan loving it in the chat section, by the way. Way to go, Megan. Uh, everybody supporting that kind of stuff. All right, Bobby Graham. Words of wisdom with Bobby Graham. Words of wisdom. Okay. A little bit I got today is for you folks that are hitting your 50s, 40s, getting on. If you got goals in life, let's go ahead and get on them. Okay. Quit on. Give up. No, don't quit on them. <laughs> let's get them done. Despite what other people say. Because if you're not happy with what you get done, nobody's going to be happy around you. Okay. Make sure your goals involve your mate. Okay. Don't worry about what your friends worry about what you want if it makes you happy finish your goal even with your parents as an older parent i find it now that i understand when my kids reach a goal of theirs not one that i try to persuade them it's kind of a nice thing to see that they accomplish their goals okay without me having was saying anything they have accomplished something for themselves so get your things done, accomplish stuff for yourself, because don't wait till you're my age and they're all piled up and you ain't got time to finish them all. And it's frustrating. So do them now. It's worth it. You, I love that. Happy. That's great. Great news. Did you finish the tractor before the show? Yes, here today? Okay. It was, it was dark when I finished it, but uh, I didn't get to take any pictures, but I'll, I got a few hose clamps to hook on to it and I'll be finished. I love that. I love that whole idea. You know what I love, Bobby Graham? I love accomplishing. Like, I love doing. I love accomplishing. Like, there's something it that felt needs to good. be done. 
Well, there's so many things. So even today, right? Like I was doing all day long, doing different things and fi fixing things. And, you know, I was like, oh, I got to go get a, got to run a tuxedo for the Garlitz Hall of Fame thing, by the way. Garlitz Hall of Fame thing, by the way, is going to be mega, guys. John Force, Bob Fry, Bunny Burkett. It's going to be crazy, the Hall of Fame. Uh, and we may be giving away a seat at the table to watch it all happen. Stay tuned to find out how you may win or not. But the sun is going down. It's like 6.15. I look outside. It's getting dark. You know what I can do? I think I can get a mow in. At very least, the front yard. And I go out there, and I run out there, and I do the front yard, and I get a, a half mow in. So tomorrow, all I have to do is the back. And I was like, yes, I accomplished. Accomplishing. There's nothing better than accomplishing, getting things done, and checking things off the list. And the big stuff, like when the engine showed up at Gary's, it was like, man, this is it. I'm doing it. Give me somebody. I'm like Burt Reynolds at the end of Cannonball Run. Give me somebody. I want to do stuff. So it's great. Good job, Bobby Graham. Thanks. 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 CGO, you should get a goal. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> he done got old now. <laughs> What's in the box? Uh, All right, one goal left now, man. What do you got? <laughs> he, like, he started the joke the same way. Like that's it. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> it's just I'm dead now. Just, no, you're 50. You got like 30 years left, and then you're probably gonna be. No, I'm dead. <laughs> No, I was over there for his birthday, guys. He was as morbid as I was, just so you know. Everybody was morbid. I swung by the Giovanni's for the big birthday. The family came, he had cake, he had three cakes. This guy had three cakes. Did you eat all everything black? Huh? <laughs> well, not three cakes in one day, I got three cakes in three consecutive days, actually. But yes, uh, didn't, you get, didn't you actually get four cakes? I thought you had four. Uh, no, I think only one three. on your day, and then I thought you had. Three more. I had one here at home, and then I got one on Thursday when I went back to work. And then on Friday, the boss, showed, ah, the big boss, showed up with okay. cake and lunch. Better go see the doctor about diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> 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 I would have my Wolf, Wolf for Brimsley here. Right. Diabetes. <laughs> Get your diabetes. Yeah. Right. Troy says, call Wilford. That's it. <laughs> Everybody knows diabetes. Liberty Mutual. You gotta call Liberty Mutual. <laughs> Quick. No, man. You need to find Jonathan for the 999 plan. <laughs> yeah. <The> 995 plan. <laughs> you probably run into him at the fruit stand somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Colonial pen. It's going to be dynamite. <laughs> and don't yeah, take John's advice. He's been told, been told he could get cheaper insurance. I don't know how many times. And he ain't calling got it yet. Uh, all right, Sue, final thoughts. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, well, I have to say, if we were watching the D2 race, watching all of our friends race, and uh, work, working on the cars, uh, really the, the 68 is taking up the most time, I will say. Um, and... Uh, you know, there's always that fun time when you actually go to the auto parts store and you need to get a belt for this new dry sump that we put on the race car. And Dave goes up to the counter and he goes, I need a 15, 31 and a half. What's it for? He's like, I need a 31 and a half inch long belt. But what's it for? He's like, just look up 15, 31. And a half. So we leave that place, go to advance and go, this is what we need. And the, and it was a great, great guy behind the counter. Old gent looks at us and he goes, come on back. See what's up there. And Dave's like, oh, you're great. And he picks one up. He goes, is this one going to get automatically replenished? <laughs> and he goes, yes. 
goes, I'll be back in two weeks. So, you know, working on race cars and you go to the auto parts store and you're like, I just need a belt. I need a belt this size. And they just look at you like you got three heads. Well, what's it right? for? No, they got to put it in the computer. <laughs> like what? You I know, used to what tell is- them what I was driving. They said that don't exist. <laughs> I had a small block love truck, and they that don't exist. Oh, oh yeah, it is right outside. Custom yes. thing. This is uh, not uh, off the shelf. In Orlando, I was looking for. I was going to to find a Wawa to get some coffee, and it was the craziest thing. This is out in Bithlow, right? So it's not like Orlando. It's like Bithlow, and there's a street, and there was an AutoZone, and the building right immediately next to the AutoZone, like right next door was an O'Reilly Auto Parts, like right next to each other. Like it was AutoZone and then O'Reilly. And it was like, wow. And then right next to the O'Reilly, no joke, like 30 feet away, Advanced Advanced Auto Parts. They were just three auto parts stores together in one location. I thought it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. Unbelievable. But that's good, Sue. Did you enjoy the live stream? Did you enjoy all that stuff? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we had it. We, we went from, you know, watching it in the morning as we were drinking our coffee, eating our breakfast, and took it out to the shop, and we had it on when we were walking, working out there, and all of a sudden, we'd hear you announce something, and something get exciting. I'd look up at the up at the screen just to see what was going on, or depending on what class was running, um, love the live stream, and I uh, think it's awesome. So, uh, you know, three weeks, three weeks, we leave for the Gators. We got, got uh, lots to do to get us ready for that. I mean... This weekend, the 68 gets uh, gets the chassis certified, and uh, then it's uh, getting between the motorhome and uh, the trailers, both trailers ready. We got to put some new tires on uh, on the black trailer, which I'm going to be hitched up to, taking it down to Florida. So um, we got to change the tires all the way around for that and get ourselves all prepped up. But man, time is clicking away, and uh, you know it's it's right on that verge. I'm excited. But man, we got a lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, no. Well, Super Street, Super Street at the Gators. That's right. You're racing Super Street at the Gators. A couple of guys well, with Baby Gators. <laughs> I okay. didn't get into the Gators, so, but. And yeah, everyone was wondering about that. The, the, the blockers, the blocking was a big hot topic. Not, you know, the 50 car quotas was a hot topic. Everyone, you know, you get everybody together, they were talking. Oh, we can get lots of controversy. You just get a bunch of racers together. Oh, wait, that's what we got here. <laughs> well, so hey, we do. And uh, I, did, I did speak with Lonnie Grimm, though, and Lonnie's going to come on the show and we're going to talk a little bit about all these different rules. Um, you know, the blocking, the no blocking, all the different things that everybody was talking about. Um, we're going to address address them all. Automatic horsepower, the new automatic horsepower rules. I'm going to talk a little bit about that because I was kind of confused about it and still am. Uh, but we'll get into all that. Well, great job. Good job, Sue. Thank you very much. Say hi to Dave. Hey, Joe, real quick, you did uh, you did those junior racers right, too, man. I, I tuned in one time and juniors were on and you were uh, you were calling some junior laps. And uh, I thought that was cool, man, that most of the time they just bring in whoever because nobody wants to call the junior laps. And uh, I thought it was cool that you were doing that. Oh, I didn't want to call the junior laps either, Troy. Don't worry about that. But <laughs> when, it's tell, couldn't tell though, man. when it's in eliminations, when it's in eliminations, I, I do. Like, so Saturday morning, I came in and I got on the mic at 830. And like 50 minutes later, we're still doing junior time runs. And I'm freaking out on the inside of myself. Like, oh, my gosh, really? Really? These things take longer than top fuelers, man. I freaked out a little bit. I'm sorry. I did. But then we worked it out with Warren. And Warren handled the juniors until we got into like when it's like we're 
it matters now, right? We're we're down to eight cars, and that's eliminations, and it's as exciting as anything else to me. Juniors, non-juniors, very exciting. Time run juniors, yeah, that was it was brutal. It was brutal. It was brutal. I would not be telling the truth if I said anything other than it was brutal. Fifty minutes of juniors, <laughs> but. In eliminations, it was exciting, and uh, I thought it was cool. Man, those things are running eighty miles an hour, man! I want to drive one. Like well, we yeah, can have a hell of a good time. Aren't the aren't the old kids running like seven nineties or something? Like seven ninety is the lowest that they can dial. Yeah, seven ninety yeah. in the eighth at like eighty three is what they're going. There's so, a lot of cars that don't go that fast. The GTO, That's my dad's Camaro, who would do twelve eighty five, right? The when it went twelve eighty five, the eighth mile time was eight forty two. They're yeah. running 790s. Yeah. And they're yeah. slammed on the ground in this little dragster that's got to be badass. Like, I want to drive yeah. one of them. It's legit. But yeah, it was. Thank you know. for we noticing that. I appreciate shoehorn it. you in, Joe. It's not even shoehorn. <laughs> what do you mean? These things got like big roll cage. I'd be comfortable in there. But um, thank you for noticing that. I listen, it's uh, eliminations, man. Eliminations in anything. Very exciting. Very fun. Very dramatic. Big moments. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed it. I know I did. And I loved uh, hanging out with the racers. Um, and that's it. We'll do it again. Do it again sometime soon. All right, everybody. Great job. I'm going to kick everybody out. Matt in Australia. Kicked out. He's gone. And Bobby Graham. Later, Bobby Graham. And later, Troy. And later, Sue. WFO all. Have WFO. a great week. WFO, everyone. Gio, did you have a final thought? I guess my final thought now that I've uh, completed the 50th uh, round yeah, of go. the big old sunshine good. in the sky is... Um, I got to see and speak to a lot of uh, people that I don't, I haven't seen every day and I don't get to talk to every day, you know, with the birthday and especially, I guess, uh, a big five uh, O celebration like that is, is uh, everybody uh, came out of the woodworks. And so uh, just uh, keep in mind that the days are long, but the years are short. So uh, try to keep in touch and uh, keep uh, the people that you love close because uh, before you know it, bam, you're halfway to a hundred and got one foot in the grave. That's it. That's it. Good job. Good good call. There it is. Happy birthday, buddy. There he goes. Giovanni in Miami. Giovanni in Miami. And there you have it. That was that was very well done. Ignition. We had ourselves a good one. Sports collision. He was on fire. He was attacking. It was good. Troy was great. They agreed on something and then they immediately disagreed. It was like I I agree with Matt. Matt told us about the Kai Kelly Yank thing. Yeah, don't call me Yank. Yankee. He's getting ready for the Gator Nationals and the Baby Gators. Big shout out to Marvin Rodak, Rodax Coffee and Grills.com. We started off the show. Caleb tried his first Rodax coffee. We did not make Super Bowl predictions. We didn't do that. Oops. I think everybody on the show is rooting for the Eagles. I'm de- uh, listen, I'm a Miami Dolphin fan. But I want my friends on the show to be happy. And overwhelmingly. Whether it be Sue and Megan and Monica and every, we got a whole bunch of Eagles fans on here. I got a text from Jackie Frick. Good, good pick. Jackie Frick is like a week behind on WFO. She enjoyed the Eagles pick. So there you go. Caleb been drinking Rodak since last summer. Oh, all right. We just gotta let's go with it, Caleb. Just go. Samtech.edu. Call Marvin, guys. 817-924-6821. That's 817-924-6821. Samtech.edu, the School of Automotive Machine and Scent Technology. And, of course, Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School. The Dragster Adventure. 
If you're a listener to this show and you like listening to what we're talking about now as the show has evolved, you definitely want to drive a dragster. And to be able to do it for like 400 bucks, give or take, that's really reasonable. Bobby says, get an espresso. Yeah. It'll make your head explode. And then, uh, obviously, Frank Allie. Get some WFO swag and gear. We got Reinhardt tomorrow. Reinhardt and Jack from Cycle Drag. We just got a hidden horsepower coming out. All good stuff. And hear it from Heiner. We're going to do another one for you Patreons. All right, guys. WFO, thank you. WFO! This is WFO Radio. Yeah, welcome to the party. Bye, bye, bye. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers do not necessarily reflect that of the station ownership, advertisers, or agencies.